All right. And we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast, episode number 78. And it's another glorious Sunday and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. New time today, 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm extremely excited about our special guest, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord who I had the absolute pleasure of meeting in the flesh at PAX Eve 2018. This Lord is not only one of the most passionate game developers in the industry, but also combines his incredible skill set with the heart of an artist while still creating total immersion in the game worlds he creates. Introducing the senior world builder at Undead Labs the 3D environment artist and Lord of Game Level Design, fellow State of the K fan, fellow Destiny fan, making his debut into the realm of the Lords, my man, Lord Luis Yepes. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Good, man. Thanks. <laughs> <That's pretty> epic. <laughs> You're in the realm, man. I told you he was going to run out the red carpet for you. I need to record that. I'm just going to play that back now when I meet people. That <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you in the realm. Long overdue. Like I said, you're a lord in your realm, so it's only right we show you the proper respect here at the round table. Are you ready to have some fun in the yeah. realm of the lords? Yeah, let's do this. Of course. And, of course, we have the four horsemen of gaming. Those usual suspects at the round table, my co-host with the co-most, my brother from another mother, the difficult game conqueror, and the how of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how you doing, sir? First, doing pretty good. Uh, first off, I'd like to point out uh, that you started a minute early, so, uh, <laughs> so now I'm a minute more tired than I should have been. <laughs> But no, yeah. brother. Yo, you sound crazy awoke. I haven't slept since the day before yesterday. That's what oh I was going to say. Lord. I said he just yeah. said screw it and didn't go to sleep. That's what it is. Yo, yeah. I, 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 tried, I tried that. I tried that, and I had to get that hour and a half of sleep. I said, I, I would I was say if I, if I counted the sleep, I'm running on like 45 minutes of sleep. Because oh, I only did Destiny have me hooked all week. Uh, I... Was like, you know what? I'm gonna try the first episode of the Iron Fist, and then ended up bench watching it all night. So you oh, stayed awake. Yeah. That's good. That's a good sound for Iron Fist. Let me stop. <laughs> what you been well, he, he remember he was on the, the Iron Fist train with me last time, so that's mm -hmm. not. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Yeah, he was with you on that. What you been exactly. playing? Besides uh, Destiny, I played about thirty minutes of Spider Man, and that's it. I, I've been playing. Destiny. I have probably put more time in Destiny than some of these people have been playing gaming all year <laughs> in, 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 like, just the past week. <laughs> no doubt. And, of course, you know we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single-player selfish experience, and also the Sostradamus. Mr. Offline Profile Illuminati and Lord Patreon of the Iron Bank. My man, Lord Sovereign, how you doing, sir? I am fantastic. The fall Ooh. season is underway. Yes. Games are coming. Oh man, you know, you know, this is for me. This is for me. <laughs> I already know, man. So I, I am going to assuming assume selfish player 
single player solve has been uh, touching nothing with Spider Man? You assume correctly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I see the screenshot. I was like, he's active on Twitter now because he's playing single player games. Screenshot after Spy- screenshot. Spider Man could wait, man. There <laughs> <laughs> hey, we go. I know I'm a. I know I'm Spider-Man could wait as long as everybody <laughs> buy it. <laughs> as long as you give them that money, just go ahead and play it whenever you want. But no, no, it touched anything else besides Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I did. I played some Destiny. I played a little bit of the story. Um, mm-hmm. in Forsaken, um, a couple of matches of Gambit. I played a little bit with Addict, but mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Once Spider-Man was in the house, that was a wrap for that. No, no. Um, and then uh, yeah, on Switch. <laughs> See, I feel like. I feel like the people that wanted uh, raid day one, mm. it's like we're in a, a non. Yeah, you're in a different we're, zone. We're you're we're in, a, we're in a you do this or you don't play mode right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, yeah. when I played with addict, he was like, "I need to be at that level. I I cannot. I not need be to be five day one. I can't. I, I need have to, to be, be there. Right. Yo, I, addict I'm is talking saying, about I need to be six ten. He said yeah, I got to be. Yeah, we're 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 trying to get to six hundred, and we found the 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 the. What's gonna happen to get mm-hmm. to that level? And when we're, we're not giving it out, if you watch Cactus, a uh, shout out to Cactus. Thank you so much, sir. Get on his uh his video, his latest video. I don't even know if it's his latest, but go through his catalog, brother, and make sure, <laughs> oh sister, make sure that you go and you find out how to get to six hundred. Because Cactus, what's funny is so Kid Smooth. I was playing with Kid Smooth, and he was like, "Is there a place I can go just to buy some gear?" I'm like, "God, <laughs> oh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go." Yeah, so, that, so is, go. is six is six top level now? Would you say, uh, Lord, Lord Luis? Would you say, can you get to 600 without raid? Because it used to be you could never hit high. Uh, oh, you can get there without raid. Yeah, You're technically, you can, but it's still a grind. But there's some little things that that it's, it's a soft cap that's at 500 mm-hmm. and you have to finagle your way to get up to, to 600. And everybody, uh, well. My clan is very astute. Once we find out something, we spread it out like a virus throughout the clan and make sure that everybody who's serious about it is doing the, you know, the techniques to get to said level. Absolutely. And of course, we have the incredible Hulk of this, aka the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports. That was mad delayed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stand right no, after. He was good. <laughs> the Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions, demands nothing less than that premium experience and is the leader of the fraud alert movement. Ooh. <laughs> Beloved Lord King. How you doing, sir? We're doing incredibly good today. We have a very special guest, uh, and I cannot wait till we get into how we know each other and stuff like that. That's going to be really fun within itself. Um, but last night we had a fight. Uh, go to the YouTube channel to get that combat talk. Uh, the results is going up after this. Being that the show is earlier today, I didn't get a chance to do the result uh, portion of the show. I will do the results portion of the show right after this. Um, <laughs> let's get into who's lauded and fraud in these street. <laughs> All right. And I, I, first, first, first and foremost, I got to give my badge of the week. Uh, to Lord Attic. Um, Lord Attic has has been above and beyond what you what you expect as a clan mate 
what you ex I mean, every turn he seen my Xbox turn on and it was a party invite. And if I didn't get there fast enough, he jumped in my party. Like, bruh, what's up? What are we doing? Right. I need to get this done. <laughs> Sinister, he had Sinister in tow. He didn't let Sinister go. Had Sinister around the neck, like you coming with us. We doing this. We was doing raids. This gets Look, me man, to I'm not my I'm not about playing with the B-rated guardians, okay? Like I'm going straight <laughs> I, yeah. for the for for the for the eighteen <laughs> members. Mm -hmm. Listen, listen, let's get to that fraud alert, and yes, I'm, it is going out to one person uh, this week who exhibited the the qualities of a super fraud. Oh this is God. a super fraud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nail before God. Oh damn. Uh, he, yeah, he's a super fraud. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You can figure it out if you find it. Um, when you are in a raid, and we was in the easy raid just to get to completion so everybody in the clan can get the engram. Mm -hmm. We were at Gauntlet, standing on our plate. We wasn't doing the... Um, the prestige, the run punch, uh, uh, top strat. We wasn't doing that. We wasn't doing mm. prestige strat. Wow. All right, we were doing the regular strat. You stay on your plate, you shoot top on your on on cup and mm -hmm. top on axis. You mm -hmm. go down there, punch your scion. You're right back. You let the runner do his thing, do your call outs. Mm -hmm. And it was something going on over there with dog team. <laughs> cup team had it popping, <laughs> and we couldn't figure it out. Until Sinister stopped yelling out, Yo, King, we got a fraud over here. Keep messing it up. And I'm like, oh, who, chat, by the way. <laughs> I said, Who's messing it up, Sin? And he's like, Yo, Neil, Neil is over here. He's messing it up. And it kept happening at the same junction. Like he kept catching a brain fart at the same exact <laughs> moment. So what we did, we, we tried to save him from his brain fart epilepsy attack that he was having. <laughs> and we said, Yo, you run. And he got elitist on us and said, I don't run. Oh, my oh, God. I don't run. Uh -huh. I, said, I said, I said, okay. So when it was time to grab the orb and we said, everybody go inside, mm -hmm. I'm not running. Wow. We got someone refusing to run in the Leviathan gauntlet stage. He folded the raid fraud style. Wow. We all left. We all left. Wow. And That's he did crazy. he did a whole bunch of things in there that was actually super fraud worthy. But at, <laughs> then later on in the day, like probably like 10 minutes later, he jumps in a party with us and he comes mm -hmm. in with his tail between his legs. And he's like, you're king. I, I, I'm sorry, because everybody thought I was going to go off on I him. I don't know how I missed that. That's all I stepped away at the exact time he came in and said, I'm so sorry <laughs> that, you know, I, my pride. And I said, you know, I feel that. Mm -hmm. And it still at the same time as him trying to humble himself, he still couldn't allow me to, to tell him, we knew you were wrong. We all saw <laughs> you. It's like somebody's stealing and, and lying about it, and we're watching him put the stuff in his pocket. And he's just still going. Uh, and, you know what's funny? The raid really tests friendships. Like, oh it really does. <laughs> He, like, oh. he's, he's, he's not raiding with me ever again, and I realize now exactly why. He's banned from the Leviathan Gauntlet with you. No, he's he's banned from me. Like he won't have a raid with me. We can do a nightfall. We will test those friendships. The, the Gauntlet's designed to test that stuff. Absolutely, yes. Man. It's not so as bad as that. Is that uh, 
the Taken King raid. <laughs> that raid will be, ha, that raid had you like, okay, that dude's out of the clan. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what happened with him before. Yeah. And I forgot in the in the Taken King that like he mains Titan, doesn't play anything else, but we're, you know, our clan is kind of casual. Mm-hmm. And that part where you gotta go through the ships. You know, like yes. everybody get through it. I mean, it's kind of painful because it's not a platform game or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I understand that. But this guy could not jump. But I love him today. He's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where <laughs> you you had uh, on the PlayStation, you can actually like do the request, take control over somebody's controller. Yes. And do and play them. Yeah. So we, I actually like logged off, sent mm-hmm. the request, and you know played his character while watching the stream mm-hmm. and jumped him over. All the all the ships <laughs> left him on the other side. Locked myself back in. Uh-huh. Went into the raid. Jumped the the puzzle again and went over. And the only reason was so that he could get loot because if you buy, he could bypass that and then just join us one room later. Wow! You know what's funny, uh, Laura Louise? You just described Lord Cognito. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> never yeah, he, his I jumping never acronym is in the bush. That day where I was like, hey, <laughs> give me. Give me virtual control of you. Wow. And I will pass you. There was a couple ain't nobody getting no virtual control over here. No, no, ain't nobody get virtual control. You just, you went to orbit until it was done. (laughs) Yeah, and then then he'll come back down. He'll be like, yo, call me when y'all get to the room. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't play a Titan, so it was kind of weird for me, like, controlling him. Like, the the jump was just different. I made a hunter, so it's like, I'm like, I'm not. You mean doing this? this, You mean you were the superior race with the jump? <laughs> but not me. <laughs> no doubt. So that was that was uh the, the Neil Saga King. Cognito, um it, it it took a toll on my soul. Like I told Attic that night, I said that's it, he folded my evening. Yeah, that's I was like, that's happen, it, man. he folded it. That's what can happen. Yeah. What you been playing, man, besides just destiny been all destiny this week or any spidey? You know what's you know what's messed up? My sp- I'm a fraud. I'm oh, a fraud. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. I mean, I purchased my Spider Man. I tweeted it out. My Spider Man is sitting right there in the wrapper. Oh you don't God. understand. Yo, and, and I got to tell you something, uh, Lord Sovereign. You don't understand how real that 600 level got, you have to be. Like, no, you don't I, get I, it. I, I, I don't no, get no, it, no. Is, which is why uh, I, you know, I, I leave you to it. I don't get it. Is, <laughs> I, it. We are in a clan to where if we ain't uh, if, if we ain't high enough at raid day, they'll be like, you're just going to have to get replaced. There's no raid for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no raid for you. Who's t- Somebody's telling you no soup for you. Like, <laughs> no soup for you. Like, and, and it's yeah, not going to happen. You are the raid Nazis. Yes, you are. It's not going to happen, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, Spider-Man is in the bushes right now until I can get myself to <laughs> like that was right. Yeah, no, no. Grimoire level cap as well, like minimum Grimoire. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> yeah. <laughs> and of course, we have the gaming ninja himself, this Shinobi, Lord Cognito, spreading that realness in the realm of the ILP, not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So, yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, that's like the rest of the Lords here. It's been Destiny 2. Once you got past, I got past the uh, 500 soft cap grind, it's been, it's been pretty slow. I actually took the week off of work. That's how savage I was for Destiny. Looking forward to this. <laughs> don't even matter, Carl. For Cognito. Yeah, I know. The 500 grind is real. It's definitely <laughs> real. You have to get your powerful gear loot sources in order to grind. I want to shout out the um the if anyone got the Ace of Spades, that is an amazing quest. So well. Spencerelli. 
Yeah, I got it. Yep, I got it too. And um, shout out to I want to shout out to obviously Nathan Fillion did the K character, but it really adds context to the story after the campaign. And I don't want to spoil it, but whatever I know, the quest steps are very hard for people who don't like PvP. Get it done. I'm gonna tell you right now. Nolan North does a fantastic job as Cade, and it gives you extra little funny insight. It's almost like a will, and it's hilarious. Please do that quest. I do the do. crimson. What happened? Yeah, use the crimson. Yeah, if you have trouble yeah. with the the gambit part where they want the five invasion kills. One. You, you, the, the context is wrong. It's not that you have to be the invader. You have to shut down people who are invading in Gambit. Mm-hmm. Once you get that, then you get the 25 precision kills in Crucible, which is also tough. But if you can get past that, there's a final mission that is amazing. All respects to K. They really send them off right. Really good. Obviously, Spider-Man, I was touching that a little bit. Still touching uh, Phantom Doctrine. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to those guys over there, Good Shepherd. So that's pretty much what I've been rocking. And real quick, I know uh, King has done uh, combat talk, you know what I mean? But I had a shout out also. It was UFC last night. I see Cycle Game in the chat. Shout out to Tyron Woodley. Great, great oh. fight. Yeah, man, he fought uh, the young bull. That's what I was asking. So what happened? Yeah, he fought the young bull, Darren Till. It's soft. Did you see it? Yeah, it was. I remember the very first Mm time. The very first time I saw Tyward Woodley, it was a long time ago. But I was like, dude, that's like the Incredible Hulk. Like the dude was huge in his weight class. Like, yeah, he's 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 an absolute beast in that division. And um, he actually bigger than him though. Till Till is monstrous over him. Till Till is cutting so much weight to actually make that division. And you know, this was a big test. This was a big test for all Tyron. He looked good. The striking was good. Still got cr- tremendous power. Dropped the boy second round, and what he showcases besides the wrestling, the jujitsu, beautiful yep. choke. I think it was a Dars, I believe. A Dars, and, um, yeah. And yeah. He, it, and he slipped in the Dars choke, like just unbeknownst to Darren Till, he kind of yeah. lulled him to sleep. Lulled him sleep. Slipped in the Dars, and mm-hmm. then that was all she wrote. And, and and the ground and pound, uh, so yeah, oh, the ground and pound when he first dropped him. He he's gonna be he, the only thing with he sometimes he's a little too passive. That you know he's annoying sometimes with his passiveness. That's why Dana don't like him. Yeah, but when he gets going, like and it proved like he's just a superior fighter. So shout out to Ron. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be Kobe next and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, man, that's pretty much what I've been playing and watching. So now that we got into all of that, oh, oh hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 I gotta that? give a shout out Who you got? to Kanye West mm-hmm. and Lil Pump for probably the hottest song and hottest <laughs> video of the year. When yes. I love it, I'm yes. telling you right now, if you haven't seen it, I heard about go it. See it. You talked nothing about Kanye. this song. Are, are they low key paying you for this marketing? <laughs> yo, I, yo, listen. I'm telling you, I I purchased it on three platforms. I got a streaming service, okay? I purchased it on Google. I purchased it from the streaming service in Amazon, and I downloaded it and paid for it from another site. So trust me when I tell you, you'll love it. Right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I we're promoting it. <laughs> yes, I, I bet he did too, right? He, he did, right? It literally at, in his um post uh interview, so post fight interview. So that was kind of hilarious. Because it's that it's that beat. It's that way. No, yes. So now we got into what the lords are playing this week. I want to start off with Lord Luis. His video game system history. His journey as a 3D environment artist and level designer of many varied games throughout the industry. And of course, what led him to become the senior world builder at Undead Labs. So, Lord Louise, let's start from the very beginning, though. Like, what were some of the first 
game systems you had and kind of what got you into gaming? So my actual first own system was the Super Nintendo. Ooh, uh, nice. That was my first own. That was not the first system that I was playing nonstop. Okay. Um, I think it was like a IBM computer. Okay. Like early early nineties and stuff like that. It was a. Uh, uh-huh. My uncle would have one at, his, at my uh, grandparents' house, and so I remember when I would visit them, I would like play all these games that he had there. Mm. Um, Give me some names on that IBM. Give me some names. Some game names. It, it was a, one of those really old computers. I don't remember what it was, but it was like Prince of Persia. Like, oh, that's a good the, one. The, the old school one, like, you know, black and white yes. uh, graphics and stuff like that. Um, so I played that quite a bit. And then he owned a Nintendo system afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, we had a trip in, 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 the, in the United States because uh, I'm for, originally from Mexico. Nice. So he actually asked my mom to buy him all these games and stuff like that to bring back. And we did, and I would just like nonstop play, you know, Mario, Mario Brothers there, and uh, Yo Noid. I remember Yo Noid. Yo Noid. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't that like a Domino something promotion? Yeah. I didn't know so that at the time. I thought it was just a superhero character video game or something. <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> Going around chasing the the other Noid. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was a commercial thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a big deal back then. That was pretty popular, Lord Louise. I remember that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, to me, it was just a game, and then I was like, oh, they're using that game character for these like pizza things later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, genius, genius marketing. Yeah, uh, that you know, they had Atari as well, and. Um, it was like Tarzana would play on the Atari, I think it was. Nice. I love that game. Great game. Super old games, Bomberman and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, but the first system I actually owned was uh, the Super Nintendo. And I remember got it as a, it's like you did good in school kind of year. Yeah, that was a reward for you? Yeah, but I remember even convincing my mom, like, look, this is like so much better than these other consoles. If you're going to get me one, you know, this is look at the <laughs> it's just a better value for your money. And, you know, <laughs> getting that kind of stuff up. Um, I, I did get it. And I just like got glued to the TV with like Super Mario World. It was just, you know, because I think it came bundled with it. I forget mm-hmm. yet, but mm-hmm. that was like the game that I remember getting for that. And uh-huh. the next one I, I remember playing a lot for it was uh, Street Fighter because I got the console, but Mm-hmm. The games were my responsibility, and I was like ten at the time, or something like that. I think so. I would have to go and uh, wash cars, and I would charge people like fifty cents. Uh, fifty nice. cents. Look for that hustle. Look at that hustle getting those games. I love it. I, I love. I, I feel terrible for the people that let me wash their cars because I think that I left them worse <laughs> when I they gave them to me. But you know, they, they knew what I was doing. They knew I was trying to like save up money for something and stuff. So they were kind enough to just be like, "Okay, kid, yeah." Fifty cents for fifty cents. You would wash my car every day. You said fifty cents. <laughs> you would wash my car four times a day. <laughs> He's like, it don't even matter if you weren't good because you would have to do it again in thirty minutes for another fifty cents. <laughs> Yeah, it was something around those lines of like what I would charge. It was not very much, and to me, it seemed like a lot. But um, yeah. you know, and uh, so I like saved up enough um, and bought uh, Street Fighter Two uh, for nice. Super Nintendo because I would just play it nonstop at the arcades. Uh, nice. My mom would send me to the store to get uh, milk or whatever it was, and I would just like stay way longer because they had a arcade, a Mortal Kombat arcade. 
and a Street Fighter arcade there, and I would just spend whatever was left over mm-hmm. um, on it. So there was never any change uh, when she would ask, because I just spent it on the on the arcade. I think like exact change later. Um, so I would like I would try to figure out I don't remember what I did, but I would try to figure out how to like trade things and stuff like that just to get some money to go play. Nice. Um, nice. But yeah, that, I played that quite a bit, and from mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo. Uh, you know, I just, I think that's where I, I was already in love with games, but that's where, it, like, it just kind of grounded me into, like, yeah, this is this is what I want to be doing in my life. Um, I don't know what part of it, but I want to be involved in something related to this. And then I got the 64, uh, the Nintendo 64. Um, I'm I'm a very single-player-focused uh, uh, gamer. At well, you sound like Sovereign. Well, I was. At the time. I, I was multiplayer for a lot more, but at the time, I couldn't like care about it or you know competitive games stuff like that, other than fighting games. Okay. And right. when I got the sixty-four, there was like the the option for me to say, "Hey, um, what do you want? You want the super? Uh, you have Mario sixty-four, or you want Mario Kart? Those were the two mm. options that I had, right? Oh. Decisions, decisions. And Mario Kart for the N sixty-four was was the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. the decision I had to make was. How much do I want to share the console at the time? I assume Mario I will say that's yeah. the beauty of being a, a single a single <laughs> child for like the majority of my life was I didn't have to share anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, was, we can I tell. A single child <laughs> like that. My stepdad at the time, he would like, you know, want to play with me and stuff like that. And he was really into cars. Like, he, he well, he is really into No, he wasn't going to get no playing um, So I think he was wanting me to get Mario Kart. He was trying to hint at it, but I was like, nah, I want this for myself. Young Daffy Duck, mine, mine, mine. Back, back, back. That's what I would do. Listen, I, I purchased the games in the house. So, you know, Kaibatsu had to play what was there. That's it. That's <laughs> You play yep. what I get. That's it. Savage. <laughs> He's playing, he is still to this day on that same regimen. <laughs> <laughs> and it has worked out for y'all because you buy everything. You don't play everything, but you buy everything. <laughs> nah, we, split it. we split it now. Game sharing is the best, so we split it now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I ended up choosing um, Mario 64. For oh, reasons, amazing and game though. Still don't regret it because it was a great game. I ended up getting yes. Mario later, but mm-hmm. uh, the thing with like all my consoles and stuff was that uh, my parents would usually like chip in or something to like help me get the console, but the games were usually on my own, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every, anything else, like unless it was like a birthday or something like that, like anything else was on by yourself. So you really had to think very, very carefully about what game. Are you going to get us a present or what game are you actually going to buy and stuff? Because, you know, there's just not as much of a breadth of games like there is now. And you had to really, really choose carefully. So mm-hmm. played a lot of 64 games like GoldenEye. Like that was like for me one of the best. Like, yes, that was great game. Great, game. great game. And then something started happening really because uh, with the 64, I started like just seeing all these, you know, 3D games like Mario 64, or GoldenEye, and, like just all this stuff. But then those like called the platformers were still trying to make their way through the 64. There was like this yes. big, they had their big hide at Super Nintendo and it felt like they just kept coming over. So at the time, I just couldn't like I kind of didn't care much about them anymore because it was like well it's the same thing why are, I want more like of these 3D puzzles in games and stuff instead of the platformers mm-hmm. stuff not to say that they weren't great games right. and the last one during that era that I remember enjoying a lot was I think it's called Mischief Makers 
Okay. It was like kind of anime. Uh, it was like this anime character girl that was like got into robots or put on like masks or something. It was like very, very out there. Okay. And but it was fast paced. It was really, really fun. And mm. that was one of the last platformers that I actually enjoyed because I wanted more like Banjo Kazooie and you got know, you. Uh, yeah. kind of, I'm like, if you're gonna give me the platformer, give me that on the 64. I don't want the Super Nintendo kind of. Uh, got you. Okay. Mischief, Mischief Makers was treasure. I mean, treasure like you know. The, yeah. Those guys, Gunstar Heroes, like those guys are amazing. Oh, it was those guys. Oh, yes. yeah. It was those. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, I kind of like with that, um, getting older and stuff, we moved to Cancun when I was uh, in that era of gaming. Nice. And oh, you know, he was living it up. Oh, he was doing it. He was doing well. <laughs> yeah, he threw it out there like, he like uh, you, know, cool out you go to vacation, that was my house. <laughs> we, we moved to the town. It was like a, out of necessity for work for uh, my stepdad at the time. Like we just moved there. And so the uh, environment is just so much more different than living in Mexico City. So gaming kind of started, you know, taking a little bit of a second seat on, on, on my priority list. And I'm like making new friends, trying to like get to know the city and stuff like that. I became big, so I call it like a, I had a big like uh, I think it's uh, how do you say it? Lol. Like I had a big like dip in gaming in my life. And looking back, I think it was something like two years, so it's not that big, but it feels like it because I didn't really come back into gaming until like the end of the PS1 era, um, mm -hmm. middle of PS1 era and stuff like that. That I really got interested back. Gotcha. And the way I got interested back was. I went back to Mexico City to visit a friend of ours that we would play basketball together. And so we were mm -hmm. playing and everything and, you know, telling him how it's going in Cancun. And he invites me back to his house. He's like, oh, dude, let me show you my PlayStation. Okay. Uh, so we go. And this is when I found out about pirated games, right? So. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Mexico City for the bad influence. Let's go. <laughs> because before that, it was cartridges and stuff. So I never seen like a like a pirated game or I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh -huh. I go to his place and he has these like just photocopied covers of yes games, like a, <laughs> a stack like forearm high, right? Like <laughs> did he did he have a book like with all the CD sleeves? No, yeah, was, that was me. Like, I was bullshit. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I treated him like real games. So, like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Lolo. I've not seen PlayStation One era graphics uh, because I have to stop playing. So you know, this is the first time I'm looking at it, and I had lost interest in in games a little bit during that time. So oh, gotcha. Starts showing them to me, and there's this one game, and that's how, like that's when it all came back. Like he shows me uh, Soul Reaver. Soul, Soul Reaver. Soul Shows me this game, and for one, looked amazing. Right, I was just like my jaw dropped. And I was like, mm -hmm. whoa, this looks great. And then he does the shifting in the game where he goes between yes. realms. Yes. And the environment just like moving in front of me, no loading, no yeah, seamless. Uh, no actual, like a uh, um, CG tray uh, uh, sequence. Mm -hmm. It was like real time in front of you. Shift the entire world looks completely different. You see the geometry bend and everything. Mm -hmm. and the way it was, I was like, I wasn't sure if I was like high or what. <laughs> <laughs> What did he just do? What the hell is this game? I need to know more about it. And in that's like inside, I think that's when I knew I'm like, this is what I want to. This is where I want to be. I want to make nice. whatever sensation I just had looking at that. I want to 
make that happen for other people. Mm, so Soul Reaver holds a Soul Reaver game more epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> I had my epiphany there. Um, then after that was Resident Evil and those games that just started pulling me in. But mm-hmm. you know, I have the money for a PlayStation, so I found uh, I made a friend. You made a friend who had a system. The baby bodied uh, your system. They, yeah, no, they they had one, and so I lived at their house in Cancun. Like I lived in that house. I would go get out of school, and I would go there, and I would have uh, lunch and dinner there, and I would just be playing games. Um, I think their dad probably, you know, hated me because I literally lived. I, I did everything. In house. <laughs> you were full time munching at this house. <laughs> yeah, like, half of the school was munching at the house. Like there were just. Wow. Everybody was there. It was the house to be at. Even oh, though that sounds like Lord Cognito's house back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, beginning of of uh, high school, and everybody would just like hang out at this house. And so I did everything there except nice. for sleeping. And you know, sometimes I wouldn't even sleep there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I just played a uh, Resident Evil and those. And then Silent Hill was definitely gotcha. the other one. And Silent Hill was the one that sold me on. I already that I wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but seeing the storytelling of the atmosphere yes. and like we would all gather around and one one person was playing the game we, but we were all there it was like watching a movie or something yes I mean, absolutely. now let, let me ask you a question always because you're saying like resident evil and silent hill all that stuff like did you guys do it how the lord did like we made it like a cinematic experience like you had to the lights had to be dim we had mm-hmm. to be quiet and yeah it was a it was a small room you yes. know like a tiny one bedroom uh, <laughs> uh for like a kid and that's what the system was so mm-hmm. you had like 15 teenagers crammed in there. <laughs> this is our childhood. With the heat, right? So it was like, probably didn't smell very good. <laughs> Everybody was with it because you would just live there. Light talk. It, we also had a rule where I believe we weren't able to play until like after eight o'clock, uh-huh. so that none, no kind of like sun glare would like bleed. Oh, you really wanted the ambiance. Mm-hmm. And so we we did that, and we just played through it. And I was like, I didn't know you could get that kind of experience from a game. And yes, that was the yes. one I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wow, like so, yeah, yeah, you could really push this thing far. And th- those are the games that just like really stuck with absolutely. Me. Yeah. And that, if I recall, I, I, that was the one. Yeah, yeah. That, if I recall, I'm, that was I'm, the one I'm, that I'm, really yeah. had like the fog effect, and it yes. really put you in a gigantic. Can you about to say something? I, I'm I'm just loving. We're having the same exact experience you having in Mexico City, mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Yes, you're having the same exact experience with turning off the lights. Everybody yes. huddled around one guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, yo, you know, and <laughs> I'm, you you took me back when you were saying it. That's why I was smiling and I looked at myself cheesing like a, a wild Cheshire cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just, this is what games do. This is why the stupidity when it comes to separating yourself from console. You you just heard he went from Nintendo Mm -hmm. to Sony, and Mm -hmm. there there was no no fighting, no none of that. It's this love and this experience. When you cut yourself off from all these other systems and stuff like that, you lose that 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 kinship that we have right there. He said something that resonated. Gave me my look. I got goosebumps. Okay, he he gave me goosebumps, and I Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that part of you that is inside of me. 
Thank right. you. I just—it was just great, right Goofy. there. God, yeah, I was there. He, he took me, literally took us right there. I mean, what you were right. doing was the exact same thing the Lords were doing back in the day, and it was just—it it was an event when these games came out, and we all got around that TV. We all, you know, lined up. You, and you know what's funny? What the latest experience was? I, I yeah. had these same experiences, mm-hmm. and they're the prime example. Why I know you guys are going to get dealt with in Super Smash Brothers. Oh, you guys going to get dealt with the Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Games that I partied up with people. Same thing. I mean, we did the same thing with Tekken. We did the same thing with. Yes. Apple. It was the same. It was that competitive nature mm-hmm. with the fighting games, like Lord Louis said, and then mm-hmm. the cinematic story games because those kind of debuted at that time. Like you said, the Resident yep. Evil, the Silent Hills, those first true horror games that really scared you. And it was like a rule, like you couldn't play it with the lights on. We have to be immerse ourselves in, in yeah. the game. In the dark, continue, Lord Luis. These are great stories. <laughs> the the thing, like I don't that I've noticed here, like talking to since I moved to the U.S., like talk, talking to people that grew up with those systems around the same era and stuff. It feels mm-hmm. like there's there was a lot more like uh, acknowledgement around games. Yes. And people knew that gaming was a you know a, a, an entertainment thing. You had mm-hmm. like you knew people that had it. Like back where I grew up, it wasn't. It was kind of mm-hmm. rare. So. Mm-hmm. My entire life, I've been like you know in love with comics. I've been in love with like movies and like nice. uh, just all this stuff. But there was never an environment where I could actually like grow that or have other people. So these few instances where we did get together with other people were far few and in between. Like Silent Hill was one of the very few where I was able to be mm-hmm. in a crowd. Everything after that, it, it's really just me being by myself. So it didn't nurture that side mm-hmm. of like gaming and like that nerd culture that everybody lives now. Yeah. So for me right now, I'm I'm living the life because everybody knows, you know, what I'm talking about. Uh, Absolutely. My wife about about Spider Man or about like Iron Man and all those things. Even though I'm not as deep into the knowledge base as a lot of other people do, I get to explain it to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've slowly been turning her into a, a nerd to the nice. point. Nice. Nice. I think it's Marvel. Like she wants to get like maybe a tattoo of the star on Woo! her. That, right? <laughs> one one crazy thing is like. People that started in this generation, like, you know, the Xbox uh, One and the PS4 generation started gaming, like, that, cool, that's a good experience, but, like, there was nothing, like, you know, when it was starting to become mainstream and people were noticing gaming, like, playing games then. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, you know, Pokemon, you know, Silver, uh, back all the way, like, 10 years ago, where I'm sitting there, I, I'm in the living room. You know, I'm at my cousin's house. We just got play. We just got done playing, and I just kicked him with the Lugia. And I'm like, "Where's my DS? This this man went in the bathroom is trying to trade my Lugia to him because." He's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Savage. PS One era. I got a job uh, promoting. Uh, the school that I was in, the high school that I was in for, at the mall, the, like little stand, you know, work, working there for like one of the uh, winter breaks or spring breaks or something like that. It was about a one month, one two, one to two month gig, um, just promoting the school. So I could just sit there, read books. And because I was a huge, huge reader uh, those years, I now I just listen to them because I don't have time. But um, yeah. I would just sit there and read. And then if people had questions about the school, then I would just tell them. But it was easy money, right? Mm-hmm. And it was when the PS2 was coming out. Okay. So I, all my money, like once I found out that like the store in town was going to have some, I went down there and I would see if I could get into like the pre-order list mm. and I was able to do so. And I put myself, my name down without even knowing whether I was going to even have the money to buy it. <laughs> um, 
So I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And I talked to uh, the person that hired me for that gig. And I asked pretty much like mm -hmm. three weeks in, and this was like a little bit less than half of the amount of time that I was supposed to be working. I'm like, can you just pay me in full? Like <laughs> he wanted that advance. <laughs> Let me get my game now. Let me get this game. Yo, listen, listen, I guarantee I'll be here, but I, they, well, they, they won't have, have what I need this for. They said, what do you need the money for? And I knew that they weren't going to get it. So I kind of gave them this, the, the salesman's pitch of what I was buying without, like, lying, which yeah. I'm like, that's an all-in-one entertainment system, you know? You Like, it plays the CDs and DVDs. You, know, the you mentioned, yeah, I want to buy that. They're like, no, you ain't getting it. <laughs> yeah, but you notice something? You have been a salesman since that Super Nintendo. You've been <laughs> you've been selling people on what you're getting next when you told your mother is the value for your dollar. <laughs> to this next guy, your employer, let me get the advance on my current check. Because <laughs> it's an all-in-one CD system. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to buy it now, you know, because it's going to, like, it, it's just this one window and everything. So it, that sounded way better than saying, I, I want to buy a game console. Like, they were, I, I knew they weren't going to get it. So... Um, I did get the advance. I went over, bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and there I'm sitting with, you know, I, I come out of the store, which was like this shady, shady store, by the way. This is like where you would go and buy like some of the That wasn't the store that got them early? Did it get, they get them early at least? I think they just like maybe knew somebody in the U.S. or something that would like get a shipment of like ten of them or something. Mistily, over. Yes. Um, because he would he would rent. He that was the place where you could go and you could rent a couple games or you could just buy all the pirated games, which everybody was doing. And uh, that was the first console that I actually like. You know, put all my money into like that mm. I bought myself. And nice. I'm coming out of there, and I'm like 15 at the time or something, and I'm looking at this big box. I'm super happy, and then it hits me. I'm like, I have no games. <laughs> I'm, like, oh. I'm like, I just put everything into this. Like, I don't have any more games. I got home, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do now. So <laughs> my mom uh, looked at it. She's like, gave me money to go buy a game. Like she's nice. like, buy, oh buy, man, buy a game. So it's just like, right. It went from me buying the games, me being mm -hmm. responsible for the games, for like me buying my first system, mm -hmm. and then my mom just like giving me a, a like a little bit of a push of like, hey, that's what's up. Go buy games. So I went and I looked at the games that were available. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what these games were. Most of them were and stuff. So I ended up get? Dead OA 2. So because I knew I liked fighting games. So I was like, well, let's. That's a fighting game. Okay, I had never heard of it before. So I was like, Dead or Alive. The Unshaven. Inspired by the Unshaven. So, I played that quite a bit because that was the only game I had at the time. Um, and yeah, I just slowly started building a collection. Um, that's also when I started uh, dating uh, my now wife. Nice. And she was a trooper. She would like sit there. She was my audience, right? So she would sit there <laughs> and experience these games with me, even though she didn't really care too much about them. Um, I started getting her she into tolerated it. you. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but I started getting her into it when I got Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, she thought that the character designs were kind of sexy. So, <laughs> who's that one guy? You know, it started getting the story was really good. It was one of those games that just started engrossing you. It started like actually making you a little bit of a uh, paranoid because you're like, is this a game or is this like them telling me something going on in the world? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, we just like uh, that was that was another like great gaming era for me because not only was I experiencing all these like titles that are now cemented into like you know as as, as these like pillars of gaming that we like refer back to, but I was experiencing them with like my significant other, and she was getting into the into That's the culture. Cool. She That's didn't cool. have, like pick up the controller and play with me, but she was like appreciative of it. Um, That's what's up. And she knew that I really liked it. She knew that I wanted to do something re- related to that stuff. So she was very, very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were playing, and one of the games that we got together was a uh, Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Oh, because um, yeah. I, I, I'm like, oh, this looks interesting and stuff. So like, I remember grabbing uh, my stepdad's uh, stereo system mm-hmm. from the living room and coming up and trying to figure out how to hook up because I had heard that sound was so important in this game and everything. Yeah. So I wanted to recreate that like darkness of uh, setting that we had experienced in Silent Hill with uh, her because she had she wasn't there for that. So I wanted her to experience that. Right. And we would play at night and stuff. I figured out how to hook up like these huge speakers with like the you know well CD <laughs> system and stuff. It moves all the sound system and stuff like that uh, without. He's asking. the Mexican me. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> Um, I, I used the entire system, which I was not really allowed to touch, even to put CDs in without asking for permission. Uh-huh. I just took it all and moved it from the living room into my bedroom. Wow! <laughs> and hooked it all up, and you know, was playing. And I, that's actually still one of the games that my wife remembers fondly. She's like, "What was that camera game?" <laughs> Dude, I gotta give you credit, man. You, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> you were very intuitive with trying to get that, recreate those experiences and doing things when you're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, nice. that's, you know, I played a lot of that, and then eventually I had to graduate. Um, I had to graduate uh, high school and started looking into how to make games, and so which, that, which is, yeah, which is what I was going to ask you. So pretty much like that right there, that you know, from the PlayStation era on, and that kind of sets you up with the transition to kind of lead you into that passion. So like, as far as like. The, obviously, we know you for the level design and stuff like that, but like from the artistic standpoint, like how did you start? Let's talk about Laura Louise, the, the artist. Like how did that start and then evolve into the level design? So I've always drawn. So when I was a, a little kid, I just like when I wasn't gaming and stuff like that, I was always drawing. So I would like draw uh, Looney Tunes and I would draw mm-hmm. Tiny Tunes. And so I love that stuff. Right. So I would just draw them. I would like get a picture of that or I try to like replicate it and copy it. Like that's what I thought you did as an artist was just looking at stuff and copying it because that's right. what I saw in actual fine art like these you know you have a model you paint it so that's what i thought art was and so the entire time when i was a kid and a teacher i would just draw things that i you know other people drew because i thought that's what you did and so i was always very creative but when it came down to it uh, looking into making games i couldn't get information in mexico this is like you know asking for i don't know like water where like people have never seen water in their life Mm. nobody could give me information it was really hard and this is like beginner of uh internet era becoming popular so it right. was not everybody had internet not everybody mm-hmm. knew what i needed and people yeah, thought it had a joke right because you're like i want to make games and they would kind of laugh mm-hmm. like okay be serious what do you want to do in life i'm like no that's what i want to do mm-hmm. so it took a lot of effort and a lot of research um i found like a program that eventually uh, was like, if you want to do this, you probably want to learn some programming. Right. I'm like, okay, so I got to do that. And because of that, during the last couple of years of high school, um, mm-hmm. high school in, in Mexico, at least compared to here from what I've heard, mm-hmm. uh, in your last year, you kind of choose like your specialty kind yes. of thing for going into yes. college. Yes. So mm-hmm. there's kind of like the 
Yeah, so there's like the math, mathematics, scientists, uh, physics kind of path. There's the biology and medical field and social studies or like art studies and stuff like that, right? Right. And even though I may maybe would have gone into art stuff, knowing that I would need to be proficient in programming and learning all these technical things, I went into the science side of it. So okay. learning, uh, you know, uh, calculus and all the advanced math stuff to go into engineering. Mm -hmm. So I looked into engineering schools um, to start a uh, study computer science. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of the interviews I had at one of the schools my uncle was with, my uncle who got me into gaming, mm -hmm. uh, he, was, he went with me to all these schools in Mexico City to try to like figure out where I was going to study. Right. And they asked me, so what do you want to, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to make games. And I remember the recruiter laughing and being like, why, why don't you go figure out what you want to do and then come back when you're ready to actually study for real? Mm. And I was like, Did you get his name so you can um request him on Facebook so you can be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I did, they had at the time, uh, I think it was like the Sony Palm or something that was really popular. I remember the Palm, yes, yes, yes. yes, so, yes. Like, so she's pulling that out as she's writing the notes about me and stuff like that to keep a file on me, right? And when she says that, I'm like, you know, we've never had, uh, in my family, we never had a lot of money and stuff like that. We were always like, we we're never like starving or anything, but we we're always just doing, uh, getting by. Yeah. And so for me, it was, I'm like, I thought that, I felt that was so smug of her to be doing yeah. that. That I pulled up like a paper note in from my back, uh, my back pocket and my little pen. I was just like, wait, so, okay, give me the phone. Like I, I, try, I was trying to replicate her gestures with her palm with me on my actual paper note. Oh, you was petty. I was trying to <laughs> you are me. Yeah, you, we are you on that one. I like that. <laughs> yes. So I was making fun of her without even knowing that I was making fun of her, kind of thing. Um, uh -huh. She annoyed me. She, uh, I, I didn't find it like nice that you know I'm, I was actually being serious about it, and she was yeah, making. She fun not of taking it. you serious. Right. So I mean, you I got that last laugh though. It was a different. It was a different time and stuff like that. Nowadays, there's like programs to study that stuff, how to make right. art and things. So anyway, um, I. I am enrolled in a school where I finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to start computer uh, engineering at this school and stuff like that. I passed the test. I got accepted and stuff. Nice. And I think it was about a month before I uh, mm -hmm. I was going to start uh, there. I was going to move down to Mexico City with my grandparents and, and go to school. Mm -hmm. And I used to subscribe to this uh, gaming magazine. Which one? Which one? Give me a name. I don't know that it was known here. It was called, a, I think it was called Atomics okay. in Mexico. Okay. Oh, so it was okay. a Mexico-based Mexico publication. I, I don't know if it was particular to just Mexico, but it was the Mexico version of uh, the, the Mexican version of this magazine. Got you. Okay. Um, so I would get it every month, and in Cancun, it was always late. Everything in Cancun <laughs> would arrive late. It wasn't a, it wasn't the main city. It wasn't a main city or anything like that. So if you got a magazine there, it would be like two months. Uh, be, two months behind. Yeah. I mm -hmm. So I was oh, always God. every week trying to see if they had the new one. Um, so they, they, they finally get the old uh, two-month-old issue in stand. I buy it. And reading the editorial, I saw like a tiny, tiny article where it said, like, learn how to make art for games. Mm. And I was like, wait, what? You can do art for games? Like, I didn't know that was even a thing. I thought it was all technical programming yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so I started reading into it, and I looked at it, and I told my mom about it. I'm like, well, there's this school in Phoenix, apparently, that, you know, they teach how to make art for games. And we have family in Phoenix, so it was like, well, I could live with them, and maybe go to school there. Uh, but mm. it's a foreign college. It's in another country. That sounds expensive, right? Like, you're right. Just, all that stuff sounds expensive. Right. So it's like, well, let's look at it and see what it would be. And it turned out that it was about 
the same amount that I was going to be paying to go to engineering school. Gotcha. Um, to go there, and so I remember my mom saying, "Like it's your it's your call. What do you want to do?" And mm. like, two yeah, weeks, just don't waste the money. Well, <laughs> that's that's true. Pretty ballsy too. She had a rule. Yeah. She like I couldn't I couldn't regardless of where I went, I could not fail a class. If I failed Dang. a class, oh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, if Thank I you. failed the class, Thank then you. she would, uh, you know, you would be responsible for 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 the cost of that. Like that, mm. my mom was really strict, and she was very, very like uh, strong with me in that on um, a lot of that stuff. So everything I did, I had to think about very carefully what I was going to do because there was very little second chances. For, um, mm, so was, really, the pressure, the pressure was, was on, Lord Louis. Like, like you, you, you had, had to make this happen. happen. Yeah. So we looked at it, and it was like because it turned out to be very close to it, I was pretty much covered for most of uh i think there was maybe three classes that i was short on to be able to uh, to pay for but that qualified me to be able to uh get a student visa and everything so we went through with it and i moved up to to phoenix and started it was wow. it's basically a, a glorified fine arts uh uh degree that they were right. spinning mm -hmm. um and so i learned how to do 3d and stuff in there um nice. you know, but they didn't really teach us how how to actually make uh, art for games or like that it was just a marketing thing really it was not uh looking back at it at the time it felt great but looking back at it it wasn't like the best uh mm -hmm. the best experience and so mm -hmm. fortunately enough i made a lot of really good friends there we were all very very driven to, yeah. to do this thing and so we all kind of taught each other nice. uh, so while everybody else was like playing smash brothers in the lobby and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, i we we were in the we were in the labs. We were like just working on a lot of the stuff, teaching each other. Nice. And we just grew from there. And you know, we all um, graduated, and mm -hmm. a couple of years later, well, here I am. <laughs> I wow, Yo, that wow. is a tremendous story because, like, not only did you follow your passion, and you had so many obstacles to go through just to get the information about your passion. So I gotta salute you on that, especially the move. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know you had family yeah, there and stuff, but that's a ballsy move, man. You went into the unknown, you know yeah. what I mean, to, to go for your passion. And then obviously that led you into level design and all that good stuff. So let's bring you up to speed. Now, as far as what we know you for, like the, the world builder of state of decay, like how did that opportunity with Undead Labs? And also I want to shout out your team. Obviously, we had Lord Foggy on in the realm of the Lords, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, we met all you guys there at PAX East. Uh, Brant Fitzgerald also, I want to shout him out, as well as Jeff Strain. So like how did that opportunity start to now get that gig at Undead Labs? Uh, so I was over at, uh, a couple of years ago, I was working at uh, Fifth Cell, uh, which they're known for Scribble Knots. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. at that time, um, when our game was coming out, a uh, hybrid for Xbox Live. Yes, uh, the, the Xbox Live arcade game. Yeah, State of the State of the K was coming out as well, and being part of like the summer of arcade lineup and stuff, we would get like a little bit of a sizzle reel from, um, from Microsoft internally to look at all the games that were coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And in that sizzle that we got, I got to see State of the K before it came out, mm. and it was like, wait, what is that? I, like that caught my eye. Yeah. Um, and then find out that it was like a local studio um, that was working on it. It sounded pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, kept my eye out on it because it was really, I, I just thought it was kind of really fresh what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And then a couple months later, you know, I had to like uh, leave uh, Fifth Cell and went over to uh, Hidden Path uh, to work on some some VR stuff. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I had I know a friend of mine that went to work for Undead and I pinged him and said, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in working at that studio. Will you let me know if there's ever like an opportunity? Because you would go on their page and even the statement says like, we're not always looking. Most companies say, mm -hmm. hey, we're always looking for talented people kind of thing, right? Right. 
So you can kind of like blind send your uh, resume or portfolio, stuff like that. And Undead was one of the few places that I saw where their actual message was like, we're not always looking for people. We're very careful about who we hire. We're very careful about like thinking about the long term of why we're hiring. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I didn't want to like just blind send in my stuff and have it get lost. Right. Uh, so I right. told my friend, like, just let me know when there's an opening and stuff like that. Uh, I'm really, really interested in doing it. Right. I was a year in uh, at Hidden Path working on some uh, VR projects when mm -hmm. he hits me and he says, hey, um, we just got an opening. Are you interested in applying? Mm -hmm. and at that time, I had been applying to a couple other different studios. Mm -hmm. And the thing about me is like I, I usually I'm always applying as an environment artist because that is where my like the the, the most skillful set that I have uh, right. from the art side. Mm -hmm. uh, but I always end up doing all these other things that are so much more beyond an artist that are, you know, like more mm -hmm. designer oriented and more like uh, UX uh, focus and stuff like right. that. Your experience at the end. So I'm not a like a typical environment artist that comes in and just works on his art and tries to make right. it look good and then goes home. I'm always thinking about how you play the stuff, how you're mm -hmm. uh, how it interacts. Yep. Exactly. Like why uh, there's this quote that I'm going to use from a friend of mine. Like why is little Timmy going to spend 50 bucks on your game and not mm -hmm. 50 bucks on like Call of Duty? So that's kind of like, I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff as I'm making things, right? It's like, how do I make it better? And how do I, what is this going to give the player instead of what these other games are going to give them or give them incentive to stay? Right. And so because of that, it's uh, the the role that came up with Undead. I talking. To, I had a, a screening call with Jeff and. I uh, shout to Jeff. Yeah, he explained to me what the role was. He's like, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of like. Uh, moment to moment, set dressing, storytelling and stuff, you're not going to get to do a lot of art. You're it's like 80, 90% uh, of your time in editor and then the other 10% of the time maybe modeling for things mm -hmm. that might just complete the area gotcha. if you really feel like it needs it. Gotcha. Uh, instead of like the 90% of you know modeling and stuff and then just uh, piping it through. Right. And I'm like, you're describing exactly what I've been looking for because I don't mm. want to I don't want to neglect that artist side of me. It's, I, right. I, I just can't, that right. creative side. But I just cannot not think about the player experience and how to like involve it, like just get them immersed in the world. Absolutely. So he said, is this something that sounds interesting to you? And I said, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I got an art test uh, from them, sent it, and you know, just hoped that um, that I would get it. And yeah, I got an interview. And obviously, I think I did OK. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm in, I'm there now, so nice man. Yeah, and they definitely asked when I was interviewing. They're like, "So why do you want to work here?" I'm like, "I've been wanting to work here for like three years now. You guys never had an opening." <laughs> <laughs> I waited. You I put it back on them. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and that's and, so that's how I you know. It, good, good, it good. was evident in when we got to you guys that day. First, I, I would like to say thank you so much because you made our Boston experience uh, the highlight of PAX. Mm -hmm. That night with you guys and, and meeting you guys, um, the way you set it up, mm -hmm. where, you know, you come in and you had the little secret password, you had to go to the <laughs> back, and the swag that you gave out, and the intimacy that you had with us. Yeah. And we saw the camaraderie with each and every one of you guys. So I could, it, for you to say that you guys are basically handpicked to fit mm -hmm. into this team, that you, you came with your skill, but he explained to you that we needed this. And you said, yeah, this is this is exactly what I was looking for. It seems to be that they built this giant pyramid with each one of you guys as a block. And mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, because when you took the picture, when it, it was just 
I didn't. I didn't. I don't see teams like that. Usually, you know, yeah. teams do. So, they're like a football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they come in with a mishmash of people. You know, they 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 play their role, and usually at the end of the season, when they get their ring, they go off to a, another team. But you guys look like y'all are like, you know, solid and very tight. And the way that y'all interact with each other, having each other's back and stuff like that, we, we saw it. And Absolutely. you guys were the highlight of our PAX experience. Absolutely. Like, shout out to Undead Labs. I really want to re- double down on what King is saying because, like I said, you you definitely seen, like, we've been around other teams before, but it felt different. It felt different. And yeah. you guys had a general camaraderie. And, again, we can't say enough to, you know, shout out, again, Lord Richard Fogel who came on show as well. You know, and just besides just talking about your game, we're, like, talking about gaming, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I thought that was really dope. And um, just to see what you guys are creating and, Obviously, you know, with the, the recent success and I wanted to ask you transition into that with the recent success. Obviously, we know the announcement. We know, you know, obviously you guys are now a part of Microsoft Studios officially, you know, under it's left. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. So like now that that's in that that's here. Like, is there do you feel a sense of like renewed energy at the studio now? What's the what's the temperature of the studio right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I think everybody's pretty excited about you know what's to come. It's gonna it's giving us a lot of time to think about what we want to do, where we want to really focus on and stuff. So you can't really get too much into into details, obviously. But it's right. it, it, it's it's been good. It's yeah. been really really good, and um, it's also been weird for me too because this is the first time where I've shipped something and I have to worry about like what's coming next. Like, do I have to start looking at other mm-hmm. studios stuff like that? I've always had that kind of pattern. In my right. career, and I think most uh, developers have. Yeah, of so, course. so but now you know, got that stability right now. It's it, it, yeah, it's it, it's kind of weird, right? But <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely a little bit of like uh, just the uh, PTSD almost there. Like I'm like, wait, no, that it kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out. I gotta get out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, no, you're staying uh, there. You're staying there. I guess there. it would be it. Most, I mean, there's very few lucky developers, I think, that have had more uh, hits than than non-hits or even release stuff. And my career is mm-hmm. a little bit the other way around, where, like, I think 60 70% of the stuff I've worked on hasn't come out. Um, and then the other 30 has come out, and not everything has been as successful. Um, this is definitely one of the most successful projects I've been involved with. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Got attitude and systematic. I say, I guess that would be, uh, you know, pretty scary thought process working with a dev. Like... And I guess that would be a different feeling, you know, going from, uh, you know, project to project, knowing that, you know, you're going to be working on, you know, uh, State of Decay from, for a while instead of, like, I don't know what I'm going to be working on this time next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah stability is a good thing, man. And obviously we know you guys are on the eve of the Daybreak expansion. So I don't know how much you can tell. I know you're working on it. We know it's coming soon. But um, are you excited about it? Is there anything you can reveal <laughs> to the Lords that you're excited about regarding well, this project? I think a lot of it has been revealed over on streams and stuff. Like I know um, mm. Brian, uh, yes. one of our designers, he showed a lot of the rewards and stuff like that. And I know Jeffrey's been showcasing it like in two streams, I believe. Yes. So there's a lot of information uh, out there. I'm not sure if you're looking for something specific. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. It's no, hard. just your your involvement with the project. How excited are you in reference to it? Oh, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going. It's a different game mode. Uh, it mm-hmm. plays fairly different from the base game, but it's mm-hmm. still it, it plays separately from the base game, uh, but yet feeds into it. So okay. for a lot of people that are looking for, I think a a little bit more of a quicker uh, gameplay session. Mm-hmm. 
they're going to be able to go in there, enjoy, and you know, play that mode, and yet still have some progress and feedback into their main game that's in there for the long term. So mm -hmm. um, it's it's pretty fun. It's also pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to beat it. I think like very few of us in the studio have actually been able to get even close to finishing wow. it. The QA department mm -hmm. definitely has, but it mm -hmm. takes. Take some strategizing and, uh, and some planning. So gotcha. we're, we're excited like, to see how people are going to try to like beat it. I, right. I do got a question for you. Did you finally? So th this is the 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 finally. Uh, I yes, Lord Addict. I put the lightsaber in the game. <laughs> no, what's funny is I'll be having like this, this inside joke with everyone at end last like that's cool and all, but where's the lightsaber? <laughs> well, I'm not in the weapons department, so. <laughs> The attic would like to blow the licensing budget. <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 the on a warthog. I was yeah, talking, right. I was, yeah, I was talking to Lord Foggy. I was like, man, you need to put a Hulkbuster and uh, I, I think I said lightsaber. He was like, that cut. he's like, you know, that sounds really nice and all, but that sounds really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, man. I was like, it's better to ask. He's like, I was like, it's better to ask for permission, <laughs> to ask for forgiveness than forgiveness than permission. Than permission. He was like, yeah. but that's, he's like, but lawyers aren't usually. Yeah, the only forgiveness you're getting is a loss. <laughs> it's just a continuous joke I do over and over again because it's just gotten like humorous to this. Oh point. yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, probably yeah, get off. We'll see a Gears weapon in there before we see anything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lord Luis, man, we're very excited about, obviously, the Daybreak Pack. It's, it definitely sounds like very difficult, very cool horde mode. You know, you get to play for it with your yes. friends. You know, you're getting to get new weapons and gear and, and bring that into your communities. So we're definitely excited about that. And um, before, obviously, we know about all that's going on with uh, with that. But I did want to see something. I say something about your um as far as your history because i also looked at your portfolio and i saw some other games that you worked on which very surprised me and one of them was actually dc universe online <laughs> i was yeah. like okay could you tell us about that project yeah. like, we talked about that when we were there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're giving me probably more credit than i deserve on that one um we, i was working at sony online uh, mm -hmm. at the time, and we were working on agents, the agency. Uh, okay. which I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, we do. They never came come out. out. Yes. Stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> the agency and DC Universe were the same Unreal 3 engine, right? There were different versions, different code base uh, for every single project, but uh, when there was like a pivot in the agency, there was like just too many people to be working on it, and instead mm -hmm. of getting uh, you know rid of people and stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. DC Universe needed the help. So they were in their last year before shipping. And so they asked, like, who wants to help on this project? And because there was, like, not a lot to do for content uh, creators in the agency during that time, it was a lot better to keep, like, a little bit more of a focused uh, skeleton team on it uh, with the pivots that were happening. Yes. And uh, I jumped on that, and we helped them just create all a lot of their side, uh, a lot of their side mission levels and stuff that were, you know, not... Uh, core to the experience, but they were going to like just provide a lot more uh, content for for players. So I was in charge of in this. I was here in the Seattle studio, and I was in charge of like a group of I think four or five artists um, mm -hmm. that we were just creating like all these like the the Poison Ivy uh, nice. layers and like the yep. Tour, some of the Metropolis University stuff. So nice. a lot of the stuff we were given um, 
the kit sets uh, to make the levels because obviously the game was about a year out from shipping. A lot of their infrastructure and content was in place. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was like, hey, take these kits and just uh, rearrange them. Here's the level, the white box level. Um, just mm -hmm. art them up. And the there's there's one I think in my portfolio that shows the poison ivy one and then like the goblin. Yes. And it's the exact mm -hmm. same level, it's just different skins, so it's the exact mm -hmm. same level layout and stuff. Which is kind of the fact that you had anything to do with poison ivy and anything, you 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 the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't like really, I, I didn't sit there and like figure out these systems with them or anything like that, right? It was like, hey, just help the team yeah. bring this over to the finish line. So it was a couple of us, and I was coordinating with. Uh, the the outsource uh, managers over on uh, the Austin studio mm -hmm. at the time, and we were just you know had dailies uh, over the phone, just checking up and stuff. So we ended up making like a good amount of variety uh, of stuff for them. I think the Hive layer is one of the ones that I ended up yes, working on. And that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they had, a, if I remember it correctly, they didn't really have a kit set for it, and they mostly had like hero props. Mm -hmm. um, so taking a lot of their hero props and the language of that and kind of making a full uh, or expanding the the kit set that they had to mm -hmm. make those levels. So I remember the the high one was one of the bigger ones that I actually worked on. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, once uh once that was coming out the door, it was like a couple months, like two months before it shipped and stuff. I, ship. Yeah, I, I moved over to uh, to Fifthel. Nice. That's what's up, man. A lot, lot, lot of, lot of, of history. Of, I think someone's someone. mic's up low, low, because I could hear myself echoing. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like that is tremendous, man. And I think the last thing I want to ask you in reference to history was just that: what do you think, like the biggest uh, misconceptions, misconception that gamers have about video game environments and level design, like you know, just in general? Like, what do you think gamers have wrong about what you're doing? Oh God, that's he's, he's low key want to say everything. Because <laughs> you know a lot of games like I don't understand why they can't do X, Y, and Z and this level that like what can you give us some ideas like you know to just to kind of educate us you know what may not be as easy to kind of manipulate or or just things that you've experienced. So I think one of the the biggest misconceptions is that you can m take any part of a game and and slap it into another. Mm -hmm. So taking taking something like you know say Destiny and. Mm -hmm. Saying why isn't there like a, a battle royale mode in here? Mm. Like in there. Um, it's it's not straightforward. There's you know the, the the core of the game is built usually to sustain a thing. Whether it's you're not going to build the systems the same way you would on a racing game versus right. a fighting game, right? right? In fighting game, you don't need probably as uh, hard of a streaming technology mm -hmm. uh, because you're not moving from area to area. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas, like in a racing game, you're you're driving through an entire city at really high speed, right. so you can figure out how to like. The consoles are limited, right? They have like a certain amount of memory, same as a computer, right. so they're limited in a certain way. So you have this the spec that you need to work with, right, within that and, space, mm -hmm. and it has to be able to load that stuff. It has to be able to remove it, and a lot of the times we make sa uh, some sacrifices, or we you know make some decisions in order for you to have a better experience. So for mm -hmm. the thing to run smoothly or as smooth as it can be, we can't add more content gotcha. Can't add a more polished uh, uh, animation um, mm -hmm. uh, to, to the character or something like that. Like, there's things that just can't happen. So like, mm -hmm. I hear a lot of things like that where it's like, well, why can't he just like... Why can't Stanley the K put in the battle royal mode? That's the question. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> we are upset. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you step away from that one. Um, 
So it's, it's stuff like that that even me as a gamer, I'm like, oh, just do this, just do that. But you, when you start really thinking about it, it's the systems yeah. are a certain thing and they're built to do it as well as it can. So for you to throw some other kind of design uh, feature in there, it just throws the wrench and might make the core experience a lot worse if you do do that. So and it takes time, it takes planning and stuff. So even a small feature will um, will take a long time. I, like, I look at, for example, Destiny and how long have people been asking for a collection yes. uh, screen, mm-hmm. yes. and, right? And we just now got it. And Fair. I can only imagine the amount of work and the amount of forethought to that yeah, went into, to do that little into that, even though it looks very simple. It looks like they just added a section in the menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even I don't even want to even assume what kind of work went into that. Um, so I think that's the biggest uh, misconception. Even something very small, the amount of cost that it has, because you're taking focus away from something else that developers are working on. Yeah, lot, on that part. A very lot true. of things. Uh, you know, uh, shout out to Lord Bife. I was listening to yesterday. You know, something is uh, as simple as adding a menu. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they. It's hard to tell how many languages the game supports, so they gotta go and do every independent language. Uh, menus usually lead to sub menus, so you have to do the menu, then the sub menu, and they mo- most of the time they have multiple sub menus, so you have to do them too in like mm-hmm. 10 different languages. Or you have to restructure the UI to add these new menus. Mm-hmm. We're, we're definitely in the era of you know games as a service, and that yes. provides us very very different challenge because before you would think about the game as an end end product like you ship it maybe you update it once or something but it's like it it lives within itself yes now you don't you have to think about like if this game takes off and we hope that it does like how do we plan on sustaining it sustaining it exactly how are these systems going to be flexible enough for us to make changes um, that you know, change maybe the core of it or something, or better the life, or in, help us introduce new features into it. So, the it goes uh, the design is just so much more complicated. Now you have to think a lot further through. Mm-hmm. And going back to the original question, like the thing that I think gamers like throw out a lot is that um, they, I see a lot of hate and I see a lot of anger mm-hmm. over games, and it you know it's a little bit sad because games are. They're entertainment. They're there for us to enjoy and to take us yep. out of reality uh, to experience yep. something. So for people to get so upset about stuff in general, it's kind of it's kind of sad. I hope that they could just go and enjoy it. But because you're a really really good gamer, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that the design ideas that you have or the features that you think are going to make sense in that game. And because of the reasons right. that I explained before, right, you got to think about the, the the systems, the technology, and stuff like that. So because I love food doesn't necessarily mean that I know how to cook it perfect. Um, or there how- we go. There we go. Preach. <laughs> so it's, it's that. It's 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 don't don't assume that uh, the developers are either being lazy or not listening to you. Oh, or, so, the de- so all the developers are not lazy. Okay, see that's what I need. To, I need <laughs> it to. They don't have that. infinite amounts of cash and unlimited <laughs> time. They, they, they can't do anything. Yeah. They're not omnipotent. <laughs> no? Man, I'm a strong believer that every developer have a, a life as well. So I mean, <laughs> I'm a strong believer that every developer has that Control Alt Delete button that will fix everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with the youth. 
<laughs> it but, is what it is. But yeah, I think almost all developers are always listening. They're always like trying to see how people are experiencing their games and see whether you know they can make it better or if there's another one or what. They just take those uh, lessons and bring them forward into whatever they're working on next or if it's the same title or not, something like that. We're always learning from what we did. What Even the stuff that we think was great, we start seeing players uh, either uh, play them differently or the way we're not expecting to. And so we take that into consideration. Like, okay, well, players usually tend to do this. Um, so mm -hmm. how do we accommodate for that stuff? No, I hear you. We're always That's... learning. We're always listening and stuff. And so we might not engage all the time on one-on-ones with people, but but we're always aware. No, listen, man, you just dropped some knowledge right there. I'm, gl I'm so glad you said that because, again, that is definitely a big misconception. A lot of games do think it's just so easy for them to fix it just because they either ex ex you know, skill at the game or they have experience with a title or a franchise and they think it's so easy. It's just like flipping a switch and why can't you guys do that? So I'm very glad that you clarified that. That was cool. So yeah. what we're going to do before we move on to these topics real quick is uh pretty much ask you the question that we ask all the guests in the realm. I need <laughs> the top five games or franchises of all time. Lord Luis, you're on the spot. Oh, my God. You're making that one a hard one. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably get them, but not in order. Any um, any order. Any order. Metroid. Mm. Metroid uh, the Prime series. Just Woo! Okay. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Zelda. Almost Zelda. Anything. Everyone's got Zelda. Zelda's like yeah. our leader right now. Yeah, Zelda uh, for me. Uh, what else do we got? Um, I feel like that's the reason Zelda did so well when Breath of the Wild came out. Like, if you look at how many guests have said Zelda, I think every guest we've ever I, had has said Zelda. Almost, it's like almost like an eighty percent ratio. Yeah, if yeah. you think of that, just you know the the small amount of people we've had on the show, and they all say Zelda. The fact that you play Zelda for years the way we did, and then you play Breath of the Wild, I think that's the reason yeah, it's definitely took nostalgia. Off. Absolutely. So, yeah, I enjoyed Breath of the Wild a lot for what it did. When I, when, I, when I meant this, when I, I was thinking about like Wind Waker. Um, oh, King is loving you. <laughs> Wind Waker is one of the best Zeldas. Facts. Wind Waker is one of the best. No, mine, mine is Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Um, Skyward Sword. Yeah. That's and, the one I yeah, that's the one addict. Uh, he's like going against me, but I I use my Wii remote. Shut up. No, no. So we got that. We got we got Zelda. We got Met the Prime series. Oh my god, I'm such uh, I'm just, just such a big gamer that I'm having a really hard time narrowing it. Um, but I heard I heard you say Silent Hill slash Resident Evil. Are there any of those in there? Silent Hill two. Silent Hill two is definitely up there. Um, okay. Okay. That one. Know. I need to play these Silent Hill games, man. I ain't never yeah. played any of them. I don't wow. wait, what? What's funny is I was bored at work like a year ago, and I literally ruined every Silent Hill by wa watching like a history of all the Silent oh. Hills. So like I already know it all because I like I always thought the universe by Silent Hill was fascinating. But I it ain't is. gonna lie, I was on some punk mode. That that shit scared me. I no, hold on. Silent Hill is definitely yeah. yeah, Silent Hill is you gotta be. You about would that never life. look at mannequins the same, the same. Yes. ever. <laughs> ever. Uh, there's that um the Battlefield series. Oh okay. the Battlefield okay. series. Nice. Definitely is one for me. And uh what else? Man, I'm I'm having a really hard time here. Everyone gets uh, I got you the high seat. <laughs> I to think. Well, I mean, Soul Reaper for sure. Just because that's that because that influence it has. Yes. Yeah, so that one is the epiphany uh, moment. I want to yeah. count it, but at the same time, I don't because it's like this one-off thing. But it's the thing that just cemented a lot of stuff for me. So absolutely. Um, 
Listen, this is your list. This is your personal list that had the most effect on you as a gamer. Mm-hmm. Destiny, Destiny is definitely up there. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was, that was yeah. a little extra, man. Oh, <laughs> it's the first time it made the list. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm excited. Look, well, everybody has played. The reason, yes, the reason it makes the first person do it yeah, is because uh, so, you know. Tell us, tell them why. I've I've played PC games and stuff like that, but I'm not a huge PC gamer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the experiences that Destiny is providing is a lot of console players are experiencing for the very first time. So. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that they're like the first ones to do it or they're the ones that the best, but they Woo! are they are definitely doing it the best that has ever been seen on consoles. Let's so, go. So I played WoW uh, when it came out. I played it. Mm-hmm. I played it during Cataclysm era and stuff like that quite a bit. And no. mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was was really interesting to me. And I was enjoying Destiny One quite a bit when I was playing that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we did the raid. That, oh, that, that that flip, you know, figuring it out, figuring out the the what what do they call the? I'm spacing out their name. With the, the glass with the oracles and all that was the, the oracles. The oracles. Yes. When you yeah. figure out, out the oracles, um, that just like there was this click moment of like I don't oh this is amazing, um, and because you had never really experienced that level of like uh you know fidelity of like shooting and yes. having puzzle solve and yes every time people like complain and say that they don't like destiny and they mm-hmm. I, I i love the i played 500 hours of destiny it's just not a good game and i, think to myself, <laughs> and I, I always think to myself like you clearly didn't play raids or anything like that because whatever they explained to me like Mm-hmm. They never have a. They they never talk about the raid in a positive way. They never you know even bring it up. I'm like, there is nothing you know on console that compares to playing day one on a raid. My client is very casual, so we we try because we try to like be inclusive to a lot of people's and right. a lot of our uh, members are they have families, they have uh, small kids and stuff like that. So not everybody can game at the same rate. So we try to be very inclusive, and when the rates come out, we try not to look at anything. So we're trying to figure it out. So we might not. Be <laughs> we try. We try to be casual, but you know, Lord King David has a fraud week every week, so casually play Destiny. I can jump into LFG and go with a hardcore. I, I, I can literally play that game for like 20 hours a week and come on here and get caught a fraud weekly by this man. So, <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> let, 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 that part that he's saying right there is factual. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to deny it because I get on that game at 5 a.m. and I get off at 6 and some change to eat and maybe jump on a little bit some more at, at, at night. But when you said the raid part and you said the oracles and figuring that stuff out... Oh. There is, and, and that aha moment, or that loot drop when you was getting Fate Bringer, mm-hmm. you know, um, those, those, those moments. That's what, I, and I know why Destiny made your list. Those moments of how the raid is constructed, because you know people think that, like you said, they could build uh, games because they're so good at them. No, I, I, I'm not that. Uh, um, uh, how can my hubris doesn't go that high to mm-hmm. for me to say that I can design this? I'm in awe of what you guys do mm-hmm. and how y'all put it together and how 
uh, the level of wonder. I'm glad that you guys, as casuals, do that level of wonder and going into a raid and trying to figure it out. That's why we're trying to get this day one raid up and going, you know, get right. that 600 up and get in there. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Push some people through the raid once it's been out and once we've done it that haven't yeah. say like, hey, I have never done it. I'm like, well, we'll push you through it. Do you want, it? Do you want that or not? They're like, yeah, yeah, I'd rather have it done than not done. What absolutely. My, and and the thing that got addict and I let, let One of my biggest, like, things I remember about the raid is when we were doing the uh, cable guy thing for the wrath of the machines mm -hmm. <laughs> that lighting th uh, attack where he just wiped everyone and yeah. I, i'll yeah. never forget this like it was me lord cognito and king david and i can't remember the other three mm -hmm. uh because they weren't in this particular memory and we're sitting there this dude has killed us three or four times we don't understand what we do we're trying to take it down we're like i don't get it there's got to be something else mm -hmm. and all i hear the next time we die is little car like, yo there's lighting doors on the sides <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the most That's ultimate tough cooperative experiences and i always tell people you know who either have experienced destiny and then they walked away until you do a raid for the first time and, and like you said you the key point lord louis said is console and and shout out to the pc guys you know you guys have been doing it wow and all that for a long time so the wild guys looking at us like yeah we've been you know we've done that kind of stuff already exactly but in the console space right there is nothing that competes with that. Like the six man cooperative experience where you're thrown into something where you all have to figure it out. You have to work cooperatively, sometimes split into groups of three, sometimes split into groups of two. And that yep. builds friendships. Like when you survive a raid, like yep. that's yep. your brother. <laughs> you know, yep. you've been through something together. I have many people on my friend list just as a result of Destiny oh, raids. You know what I mean? And yep. that I'm glad you said because it, it doesn't get enough credit besides the fantastic shooting. We already know the gunplay is almost second to none. You know, yeah. besides the artwork, besides the fantastic music, it doesn't get enough credit for. You know, that is the thing that keeps people coming back over and over again. And obviously we know one is coming up very soon. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that, man. And there's, I, there's, yeah. there's that second level to it, right? Where like not just figuring it out, like you figure it out and there's that aha moment, but then the once you get good at it too, like oh. like that, just like frictionless matter uh, yes. that you like, especially for uh, I forget the name of it, like where you're uh, lighting up the door to open it up and stuff. Yes, two mm -hmm. teams of three and you're cycling and you're just like a well-oiled machine. A machine, and like, it's yes, it's it's pure teamwork, it's pure cooperation, and when it when it's done seamless, it's just like man, even what Lord King and them they were they were they called fraud alert on Lord Neil, but he understands Lord King knows how the gauntlet and Leviathan is supposed to work. So when everyone's doing their job, and especially that raid, which is very mechanic based, right? right? It's not a lot of shooting enemies and stuff. It's a mechanic. Everyone has to do their job, and the raid is such that if someone messes up it'll fold the rest of the team <laughs> oh no, absolutely the gauntlet in particular is I, don't, I I love everything everything they've done, but the gauntlet is like my least favorite one. I agree. It I agree because to, you can do your best one. job, but if someone else doesn't, the experience is is ruined. <laughs> the <laughs> level I'm of usually runner. I'm usually a runner when it comes to that one, so I'm always going in as a runner, and so I'm pretty good at it. But the thing, the reason I don't like it is because it's the only part of a raid that I've ever experienced in Destiny where your intuition is actually backwards of what you should be doing. Yes, yep. that messed me up. I don't know why they did that. It, it was like to throw you off or something. I don't know what it was, but it's like the way that you think you should be shooting at the lights and stuff like yes. that. Like, it took us so long. Yes, King, no, because King, I always tell him, I was like, hey, you shoot, you shoot the bottom, I shoot the top. That's the only thing mentally that makes sense to me. 
Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so like just once we figured it out, it was like, okay, I get it now. But it didn't it didn't have that aha moment. Yes. It, for mm-hmm. me, it's the only part of the all the ways that haven't had that because it felt like, oh, you were just trying to trick me into doing it wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it mentally messes with you. That's a great point, man. The mechanics and everything of it are great, but just the messaging with the lights, I think, is backwards and I it feels on to throw you off on purpose instead I agree. of like clever about it it's funny I, that I, I love mm-hmm. that that raid singles the mess up guy out <laughs> like like if a dog if you're doing dogs and they see they say your name at the bottom <laughs> lord <laughs> king david has been found like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, stop, yes. what are you doing and, and everybody turns over because you have to have blind faith that the guy next to you, you can't mm-hmm. look over at his screen because you're going to mess up what you're doing. Yep. So you have to just stay focused on your specific position. Yeah. And if you do it right, you, you got to hope that that guy to the right of you or that guy to the left of you is doing their job. Facts. Because if it's I'll not, never, you can tell. I'll never forget when that Leviathan came out. We had a raid team. We got to the dogs, and then the raid team just completely broke down. <laughs> and I literally kept LFG in for two days and finally got past the dogs. And it's like I learned how to do the dogs in a way. It's like I send it. It was yeah. like yeah, he, I'm on a completely different level. He's got that thing for a long period of time, I mm. would never do the raid if Lord Attic wasn't the lead dog guy. Yeah. If he was not the lead dog guy, I was not doing the raid. What's Fact. funny is the reason he started doing it is because I was teaching other people how to do the dogs in the clan. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's the type of relationships you form. We got to get moving. We got a lot of show to go. Let's go. But let's go. That's a tre- tre- tremendous five, man. Lord Louis, salute for putting that destiny in there, too. I'm very happy. <laughs> Giving me goosebumps. First time a guest gave me goosebumps. Goosebumps right there, man. Very excited. So last week's poll results are in, and the people have spoken to the question. Before a highly anticipated AAA game is released, how important are initial negative impressions, videos, or articles to you? The winner at 67% in a dominant four-way ILP poll is the no. I buy whatever games I love regardless. Coming in at 12%, actually in the two second place tie to the first time ever that uh the was the first was that if there are negative impressions, I wait to buy group and only if the Spider-Man puddles and horses and red dead are in second place, y'all. <laughs> and coming in at last place at 9% was the yes, negative impressions are important. It's all fair game group. Thanks to all the lords who participated in the poll. Lord Saab, what do you think about that, man? Can I say, like, uh, for me, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> uh, wake up that's what it says wake up somebody caught you, you got, napping you, you that's, got, that's what happened don't go to sleep with your destiny too i know i know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. knock the cobwebs off of him <laughs> you repeat the question please <laughs> pretty much the, the question for lord Sam, destiny snoring slob is uh <laughs> It was pretty much, you know, when a game, AAA game is released and negative impressions come out. The initial ones, like, oh, oh, like okay. the, red, the Spider-Man puddle controversy, the uh, I, red, supposedly boring horse simulator controversy, you know, did affect if, if I'm If I'm psyched for a game, I'm going to purchase it regardless. If I'm on the fence about a game, then I do like to get 
general impressions about it just to see if it's worth me spending my money on. But if I'm mm -hmm. psyched about something, it's, it's hard for me to mm -hmm. be swayed from I just, that. Um, I just want to know person. one thing from you, Sovereign. I gotta know this question. What would that be? Are you are are you so Red Dead's a day one for you, right? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna wait for the Switch version? <laughs> Shade. I think it's good that you do podcasting because comedy is not in your future. <laughs> <laughs> the question, man. Are you waiting for that Switch version? And on that note, we'll be getting into this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Stop. You are up. Spider-Man. Yes, I know you've been waiting. You've, been, you've endured all this destiny. I'm you amongst enemies today. I mean, I mean, I'm in the trenches with the enemies today. You are the most versed on the round table. Spider-Man is out in these streets. Please, Lord, solve. Tell us what's going on. Spider-Man is out in these streets. Um, and let me preface this by saying I'm a I'm a Batman guy. I'm, mm. I, that's my character. Awesome. So, um, you know, I always go in with some, maybe some predisposed. He's maybe going to heighten the Spider-Man experience by saying, and I'm a Batman guy, so, you know, that's saying something. That I'm thinking Spider-Man over no, it's Batman. Right. It's true. Or, or it's he's going to lower Spider-Man's experience by saying, but, you know, I like Batman more. No, but you like, know what it is? I've mm. never gravitated to, to Spider-Man gameplay, right? Mm. So it's, and, and this game, let me first say, like, when I think about this game, there's this, there, I think about certain words that, like, it, you know, to me, it's it's love, it's reverence, and it's respect for mm. the source material. And I think mm. they hit all three of those things with this game. Mm -hmm. I think Spider-Man fans, Marvel fans, finally have their game that's mm. at the caliber of an Arkham game. Like, Woo! I really do finally feel it's gotten there. I think um, it's better than the Arkham games. I think it depends... Oh, it's better mechanically. Mechanically, moving around tra and traversal for me in this game is mm -hmm. the biggest thing. That they I don't know. One of the biggest right. things that I wasn't feeling about the game is I could fall like a 40 story building, hit straight on the ground, and take no damage whatsoever. Well, I'm like, yo, that, I that's a little that. ridiculous. I get that. I get that. But I mean, they want to. They want to. You have to balance stuff like that with a superhero, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think they want you to feel empowered in a way that, hey, whatever. Like they, they that was a decision they made not to do. Mm -hmm. I can see if you get knocked off a building or something like that, taking the damage. But for you doing it yourself, like diving into like the superhero. This should be worse if you do it yourself. But, but this, you, you're saying like, Arkham. You know, Batman with his superpower is his wallet. That's you know, exactly his wallet right. can't cushion him from dying. So, <laughs> Spider-Man. But I think to me, to me, the traversal in this game is the best traversal in any open world game, period. I, they really That's they crazy. nailed it. They absolutely nailed the feeling of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, and they made it intuitive in a way that after, like, for me, after 15, 20 minutes, I was flying around Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing like just swinging right into like a zip line thing where then you get bounced you use your momentum to bounce yeah. forward and um it's absolutely amazing what they did with the diverse in this game and that's what makes it feel like a spider-man game mm -hmm. um it's not immune to the open world tropes that a lot of these right. open world games have like you towers know the, oh, stuff, oh, yeah. the towers and stuff like that yeah. The, yeah. the repeated missions and stuff like that but what makes it more fun than other games and you know i love assassin's creed mm -hmm. i love red dead i love the all these i love grand theft auto 
Mm-hmm. But what makes it fun is the traversal. It's Spider-Man. Mm. So it, you do, you're do you doing it in a lot more style than you're doing any of these other Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Mine, mine was the fighting game aspect of it when you actually got into combat. Yes. And, uh, and, and the super meter was building up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I tell and, you Mm-hmm. After 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 doing it for a while, because I haven't played that much story, I've been doing a lot of like the collectathon stuff first, getting the city stuff out of the way. So I get yeah, it. You're a completionist. A yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a completionist. Like, yeah, that. I'm not so, about that I, life. I ain't going to go around town looking for uh. Oh my god! The <laughs> what it like, does? I know how you do. You don't play games. You eat games. You absorb <laughs> them. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what kind of logic is that? Let's put you don't book play- bags around that you got to go fly like that makes no sense what well, is there money in the sense. book bag like what's in the book no, bag it, it kind of makes, makes sense, sense because spider-man like that he would Spider-Man. leave them out there for eight years no it doesn't make sense that he would leave them no. out there for eight years yeah but and then he's like oh yeah i just remembered i left id tips in so i can find the rest i'm like why <laughs> like why they need to no give way. you something to do? But I, like I said, Spider-Man, book bags. You don't care about them book bags, dude. Just Spider-Man, it works for Spider-Man. It works because it's so much fun getting around. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like Assassin's Creed. You get to a place. Oh, I gotta go open up that tower. Yeah. I gotta go up there and dive off of it. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not nearly yeah. as fun getting I, there. I noticed Spider-Man. another thing. The thing, on, the thing on that Spider-Man. I noticed, like you bring up, you bring up Assassin's Creed. Like because I've been playing quite a bit of Spider-Man as well. Right. So, Assassin's Creed, as great as it is, the traversal has kind of lost a little bit from what the original one was, where you actually puzzle solving how to get somewhere. Absolutely, right? like in, in terms of the, the, the first two Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, yeah. I mean, there were puzzle elements to the traversal, especially yeah. when you went into like this when you were able to go into indoor environments. And now right. that stuff is gone. And in Spider-Man, like the thing I've been finding, like you can't just web swing anywhere. Like there are you do have to be near some structures and stuff like that to be able to do it. Right. There is more of but like you could go full speed straight into a building and somehow start drunk rushing. <laughs> Never mind. Let's wait, 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 uh, bad mouth the game from doing it. No, I, no, I'm just pointing out some of the things I think is funny oh, about it. Like I, I, I'm a huge fan of the Batman games. I love them. I beat them, right. beating them all. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I literally don't. just yeah. said it's better than those games. But, but I, I would, I would argue that instead of taking damage, what they do punish you with is that you lose momentum. So you can't. Yes. Right. That, yes. That flare that you have by keeping up your momentum, building up speed, you lose that. Right. When you, so you don't lose health, but you lose flare. Is what I would say. Mm-hmm. I have to. Right. I have to kind of like build up my momentum again, start getting into the swing of it again before I can start doing all those cool moves and stuff like that you can just do. So I do think they have a little bit of a punishment, even though it's not as directed to Prominent, the player. Yeah. Right. You are losing something by like diving onto the floor. You you lose that momentum and that speed and those like great moves. Cause you can build up experience. Mm-hmm. At least I was building up experience from doing it. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, I, I mean, they, they're, they're achieve, I'm assuming achievements, they're trophies for mm-hmm. um, being able like to, to scale across the, the the city without touching anything right and mm-hmm. seeing how long you can stay sort of up in the air um and like and like lewis said like jumping off of like uh, structures and stuff like that to keep your forward momentum going mm-hmm. um it, it's an exhilarating experience that no other game does period mm-hmm. so um in terms of the combat like king was saying 
initially, it, I like the fact that they give you so many tools to play with. And mm -hmm. like a lot of these games, what happens is that you tend to start gravitating to the ones that you like the most. Right. But so it, it couldn't be overwhelming all the things you can do. And you're not going to remember all the moves that you can do according to the situation that you're in. It's just a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you will start gravitating to the stuff that you like most. But I like the fact that they give you so many options to cater the experience to how you want to. Like when you mm -hmm. unlock everything, you can create the Spider-Man that you want and you can play it the way you want. I do have a question since you're a little bit further than me. Is there like a, a true stealth mechanic to this game anyway? There is stealth. Um, It doesn't. I mean, you don't necessarily need it there. I, I, I'm assuming there are some story um elements that, that want you to be stealthy, especially. I know I've heard that like when you play as other people other than Spider-Man, there are stealth elements that are not super great. But as Spider-Man, I've done it. It's cool. But ultimately, I haven't been to a place where it requires stealth completely and is like a fail state if you don't finish it stealthily like oftentimes i could take out like snipers stealthily and then just start fighting the other guys so that's what i've seen so far so this is way to the black cat stuff that comes out in the dlc mm -hmm. yeah well, oh, let the whole game the come out dubs in the building oh man <laughs> who's in the building J Dubs in the chat. He's in the chat oh. right now. He's in Twitter. Oh, he's already, he's, he already knew he's there for Spider-Man. <laughs> he but, um, came and he heard this, but he had us probably on speaker. No, he probably heard Attic Hayton because the chat. <laughs> yeah. No, I just Attic for Hayton on Spidey. I just Attic, why do you even game? This man speed runs. So they're like, this is Spider-Man. What kind of I logic I just tweeted it on Twitter. That's why that fraud's in here. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Anchorman hey, says listen. none of you are qualified to talk about Spider-Man. Oh, listen. it's Wait a second! This thing Fallout Spider-Man. What is this fraud doing <laughs> well, in this room? Shout out to I know, Man. I know, Anchor's beef. I already know yeah. Anchor's beef. Anchor's beef is regards to the suits, right? Right. He he's saying that how is the black costume not in it? He was just like, you know, he's a little upset they about. They don't acknowledge it. <laughs> he's 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 upset about the authenticity authenticity of certain suits just not being available. Right. You, this you know is not Bethesda. Take your Bethesda trolling someplace else. I think they're gonna, you know what I think they're gonna do? I think they're waiting for that uh for a little bit closer to that Venom game coming out and then they're gonna mm, put a DLC. You but know what they're gonna do? They're gonna put out a fallout suit on <laughs> Spider Man and then Anchor could be quiet. So um besides that, like like the combat stuff, like I said, like I just like the fact that ultimately you can craft the type of Spider-Man that you want. Mm -hmm. Um every suit that you unlock comes with a specific power, but mm -hmm. it's not locked to that suit. If you can play with which whatever suit you like best mm -hmm. and then attach whatever power you like best to that. Mm -hmm. Um so then again, like so you can use the iron spider legs on you know, like whatever regular other Spider-Man suit that you want. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's cool. You can mix and match and do whatever you want and make make nice. him your own Spider-Man. Nice. Um, in terms of the look, in terms of story, let me speak about that quickly. What I've seen so far, because I've been doing a lot of this, the, the, the cleaning up the map stuff. So I haven't done a lot of story. What I've You've seen been collecting so book bags. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I finished that already. Yo, I finished that hating. already. Yeah, I finished that That's better than going from spot to spot in God of War collecting these little black things. I, I did I didn't do that either. I did that too. So. Uh -huh. Um, so when it comes to that, the, um, the story, the story from what I seen so far is well acted. Um, it seems like it's going to take some dark turns, which is good. 
Um, I didn't want it to feel too, too like too sort of like fluffy and not, you know, happy go lucky, although the world sort of feels that way a little bit. Um, so I'm excited to see where the story goes. Uh, in terms Whoa, of the look of the game. We had a violation in the chat just now. What did they um, say? Lord Angerman says Spider-Man. Of course he would say that. He's still the, the, the best Spider-Man game today. That we have to throw a flag on the field. Uh. <laughs> There's a violation going on in here. Violation. Sorry, Tom. Just, just, hold up. I just got a quick question uh, for Lord King David. We we know how he is. You know we've 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 went into this multiple times of comics. Do you think Anchorman has the the right to judge this game off the comics? Nope. I think. This is- <laughs> well, Lord Victor Allison says that that he feels it. It feels more like the movies than the comics than the game. I think it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's walking that line. It's walking that line between both. It's ref, it's referential to both. It has it, and it shows respect to both, and it's kind of doing its own thing. Um, okay, I, let me let me just clear this up real fine. real quick. There's a thing called the Spidey Verse, mm-hmm. all right. And I, I want uh, Lord Anchor, Anchor Man, but Lord Anchor Anchor Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to understand. There's a thing called the Spidey Verse, and in the Spidey Verse. All Spider-Man things are possible. This is mm-hmm. a chapter in the Spideyverse. All mm-hmm. right, so that wipes away any crap that you want to talk about about this being there and that being there. It doesn't necessarily has to be canon uh, for this part or that part in this Spider-Man world. This is a separate world in the Spideyverse. Mm-hmm. That's why the suit looks the way the suit does, and it's not the traditional suit. Mm-hmm. Even though they have the traditional suit in there, this is a Spideyverse game. This right. is their take on spider-man yeah. all right i mean so. the Batman's only powers he got good credit like people are, are getting introduced to spider-man with this game too because of the new spider-man movie that came out not that long exactly. ago right? mm-hmm. compared to like the toby mcguire ones or like the comics before that the 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 cartoon itself there i think there's a big audience that is just now learning about these characters. turning on to yeah. spider-man exactly but lord delapo he's saying that that's that sound like a lazy writing cop out <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, that that may be for you, um, but that's a way around uh, being very strict and being gotcha. uh, very one-sided with something. They're giving you their take on Spider-Man. They're giving you their take on the world. So everything is not going to be 100% as yeah. the books say. Yeah. You know, I um, understood that. Why would you want the same con? content that you get in a different medium regurgitated in this medium? But Sovereign... So they can complain that it never changes. <laughs> you understand? So the fact that they stole their complaint away, your complaint is stolen. So that's, you're that's sitting the there angry, like, ah, it's not the same. <laughs> because you wanted to yell out, ah, it's the next. same. So away with you. Into the bushes. Let, with let you. me go now. All right, get, finish up soft. Then we get out of here. Get low. So, uh, real quick, so an amazing like Spider-Man game. Like I'm so happy about that. Nice, and, and, and that's exactly what it is. It is an, an amazing Spider-Man game that makes you feel like Spider-Man. And any superhero game has to make you feel like the hero that is emulating, and it does that to a T. Um, real quick, in terms of the look of the game. I got to be the game is absolutely gorgeous. I think the use of HDR in this game is fantastic. There's no real yes. day night cycle, but there there's there are particular scenes that leave you in daytime or nighttime. Both of them look equally spectacular. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only thing, rain effects aren't that great in this game. So I would mm-hmm. have to say in terms of look, I still give, especially, I still give the Arkham games a little push in, in, in terms of graphics and overall look of the game, um, especially Arkham Knight. Um, but, but do you think the realization the reason- of New York? Uh-huh. Do you think the reason that the rain looks so good in Batman is because it was night? I think they, made, they they really went out of their way to really make that rain like that the ominous feeling of 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 Gotham. The hell with that! Do you see yeah. the draw distance in that game? Batman oh, games are so much smaller levels. <laughs> exactly, it's like it's a, it, you're talking about a a, a, a apartment. Compared to a, a, a project complex, there is a like, balancing act. I, I know full well there's a balancing act, and when it comes to again broad, broad distance and the scale of New York City, nothing's done it better. I just mm-hmm. I have a quick question for uh, Laura Lewis. When it comes to like, you know, speaking of that, is it easier to, to design to do your job at, at like a day cycle or a night cycle? Like not both of them, just like one or the other. Because I've been told by a lot of people it's a lot easier to to do stuff like that and then the night cycle because you don't have to worry about like lighting effects and stuff. Well, so it depends on what part of it you're asking, whether like if it's easier to make it look good or if it's easier to make it play with good, make it look good. So make it look good. It's a, I think it might be slightly easier at night because the reflections and stuff like that show up a lot more than in the daytime um, for sure. But, and you can do a lot of things. Lighting does such a a big uh, job in this that you can put a, a light source in the level and have a lot of the crevices and stuff kind of light up and give off shadow. Whereas if you're in the daytime, it's like a big floodlight, right? That is kind right. of washing away a lot of the details. So usually visually stuff tends to, I, at least in my opinion, tends to look a little bit better or more attractive in later mm-hmm. in the day, like uh, sunset and nighttime. Right. And I think that the Arkham games look amazing because for one, they have a lot of detail in a very, very small uh, yeah, section. area. Right. And then have all the, the custom lighting to go with it. So they have mm-hmm. place lighting, nighttime. So, so it kind of really accentuates what they want you to see. When you have a like a, a city like Spider-Man, right? You have like the sun. And I'm sure they have a lot of other lighting techniques that help it. But you, you can't control the lighting as much as you can in the Arkham game. Mm. Um, and I would actually love to see a visual comparison between like the original Arkham game and Spider-Man. Because we're talking about uh, what a... Dealer did it. Right. And, an eight-year-old game at this point, um, so I would really like to see what the actual differences visually are because memory might might be too kind uh, to some of those things. It's still an amazing game, but right about when it came out, when this one came out, this game, Spider-Man would not look the way it does if it came out with uh, Arkham. I don't think. I agree. Finish, no, finish no, up no. on solving, then we'll get an addict uh, in. Real quick, a question for Lewis. So, uh, mm-hmm. how excited are you about now that we're talking about lighting and all this stuff? How excited are you about uh, ray tracing? And 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 how do you think you might start implementing it, if at all, into the stuff you're working on, and and looking at something like Spider-Man and whatnot? How how much better? How much how much? Uh, Are you talking about the the new like Nvidia stuff that was shown a couple weeks? Yeah, ago? yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I haven't looked too much into it, but I did see just some of the clips and stuff. I mean, a lot of this stuff is usually bleeding edge, so you right, take right. a little bit of time. For to kind of make it into like mass uh, media, like consoles mm-hmm. and stuff, I don't know. It's like five percent, probably using it. <laughs> but as as time goes on, tech for games and stuff just gets better and better, and actually allows us to make things that take a long time to just mm-hmm. like happen a lot quicker, and they look a lot better because of it. So we have more time left to polish that 
instead of like having to handcraft it from scratch or so there's to me it's just going to shortcut us into being able to polish things more and more um mm -hmm. so pretty excited but i don't know when it'll actually you, you'll start seeing it in games and stuff and games that are you know kind of linear uh you got like the gears and stuff like that i think they're going to take way more advantage of that kind of technology yeah. than, than open world games because you're just you're leveraging like a cup content in a cup versus like in a tub Mm, so, yeah, no, good analogy. Yeah, good analogy. Yeah, so Attic man, obviously the, the chat is not happy with you. So what's going on <laughs> with your impressions of Spider-Man? You know, uh, I was actually about to say nothing but pause this stuff, but since you guys are in your, uh, you know, your, your your stuff over there in the comment section, because I don't like the fact that I can be going sixty down the road and hit a wall straight <laughs> up and nothing happens. No kind of the animation weird, but you know I ain't gonna even go into that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and do exactly what I was gonna do and not get boy, you guys are just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you know, you people think? like to compare this to the Arkham. Uh, they're two entirely different games. I do enjoy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Spider-Man and the overall feeling more than Arkham. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I do like Arkham more when it comes to stealth because I'm more of a stealth person. And Spider-Man, mm -hmm. it, it's clear that they want you to be more, you know, punching people than anything else. And clearly, this was more directed towards the general audience than Yo, Arkham T was. T Mang Fu coming for you. He said, "Add it, get back to your speed runs. Let the gamers enjoy the game." Yo, they coming for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I encourage you, T Run, to go over to Batman. Planet is just a physical fighter, so I can time you out there. <laughs> but Continue. you know, at the end of the day, I feel like this this game. It's a bigger relevance than what people are thinking. It's an amazing game. I haven't even played more than two hours of the game. Okay. And I enjoyed every bit of it. So you Yesterday, like it. I almost left Destiny to go play uh, to go play Spider-Man. And when I say almost, like, I I didn't do it, but I almost did it. <laughs> it had that effect to almost pull you away from Destiny. It, it, and I want to I commend... Uh, you know, insomniac for a couple of things. One thing I want to commend them for making a great Spider-Man game. Uh, I feel like this is something that the, uh, Arkham, a lot of people thought was a fluent. They thought only one studio can do it. I feel like with Spider-Man, we might start seeing good comic book superhero games in general, because mm. now it's clear that it's, it could sell. Right. Spider-Man is going to do numbers. I still don't think it's yeah, going to Hopefully it sells. But they got a war. But you know, at the end of the hot day, no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a little bit more like eh, I give you about 70-30. I did give you 90-10. Listen, now, like, listen, listen. I'm rubbing I'm rubbing my do. magic spidey ball. <laughs> and it says that, okay, that's one thing I want to commend them to because I do think with this. Uh, you know, you'll be able to, you know, see more of these games going forward. Like maybe we'll get a good Iron Man. I'd like to see a Black Panther game. Personally. Oh, yeah, that'd be lit. That'd be lit. Uh, and yeah. one thing I really want to point out is uh, the game that really started comic book games starting to evolve in general, which I felt like was Wolf, uh, not Wolfenstein, Wolverine mm -hmm. back on the PS3 and mm -hmm. 360. I feel like that. Uh, you know, opened up the doors to throw that game in the I bushes. Think, be quiet. Before that, you can throw that in the bushes. Let me, let me I gotta jump before in. Before that, Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Hulk, yeah, let me, Hulk let me Ultimate Destruction. Anchorman is dropping bombs right now. And and everyone's coming I mean, uh potentially perfect co-signing. He's saying Arkham redefined Batman in the gaming space. 
He says, Spider-Man on PS4 has just set out to make a good Spidey game based on what already existed. He said, all the elements can be found in prior games. That's so, not so untrue. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let me shoot them down right now. Mm. So you mean to tell me that stealth games... It, it, oh, <laughs> that is, look here. There's been stealth games for the longest time. We're going to start saying Splinter Cell ain't do nothing new because it's a stealth game. Thief did stuff new because it did it 10 years ago. Stop trying to demote a game because no, it's, it's, I think what he's saying is that the, the Arkham games were the first of its kind to, to incorporate Batman in that way. There was no Batman game like that before. So Whereas, because Spider-Man 2 existed like 15 years ago, we're going to dismiss this one. Stop no, no, not at all. But it, but it is true. I, I don't disagree with that assessment. I think this is much like Mario Odyssey. It's it's a polishing. It's a polishing of 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 systems that have been there before. They just do they not put it all together. let him take you, you down this rabbit hole. Look <laughs> at him. I'm just tired. Look of this at man. look at I'm look at listen. 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 Look at his comments. Don't give it energy <laughs> and let him die out man. like the light bulb that he is. No, but honestly, I think this comment from Anchor don't is don't let this man in here. It's not the right thought. It's not spot anchor. on. He you tries to put for the sake of hating. And no, this on the serious note, don't, no, don't bring this not. man in don't, here. We don't, don't, have time don't allow. Sorry, Anchor. They, don't they allow him. him. I mean, I voted. The Lords do not. Yeah, he, he can't come in. We don't have time for nonsense. I understand. Like we have a hard football schedule. Let's get to the rest of these topics, and don't allow him to distract you from the eyes of the crowd. That man is a distraction. Let me go ahead and finish my thought. Yo, the chat is split. Half of them saying let him in. I don't care what saying. the chat says. We don't have time for his <laughs> He's not coming in here. <laughs> no, it's not afraid of facts. The game is good. Like, stop trying no, to. No, we have a guest anchor, and it's about our guest. So you can go back in the bushes. <laughs> Let's go. Let, let me go and finish my one good thing <laughs> I really want to condemn. Uh, not condemn. I want to condone them. Is uh, that photo mode? It's clearly helping them. I think the photo mode, the photo mode itself, has probably sold them uh, a couple hundred thousand units by itself. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you know, I go on Twitter, I see that it looks really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, I want to uh, you know mm -hmm. condone them on that. The game's good. Uh, I haven't even played more than two hours, and I—I'm yeah, not even joking, you guys. I was grinding like crazy yesterday on Destiny, but mm -hmm. almost at every point that I was done with an event, I'm like, I could jump back on Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you know, I, I want to give them to uh, give my hats off to them. Now, was it a 97 and all that nonsense I was hearing? No, mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like Spider Man is that point that you know. We have another game that can show these developers if you make a, a, a superhero game right, people will buy it. Oh, no, and no, no. So I that's what I want to see. I want to see more well put together games than this game. No doubt. No. Yeah, let me jump in real quick because obviously I probably have the least time next to <laughs> King and Attic. I mean, like I said, only been about an hour and a half or whatever. But the first thing I say is obviously graphically, wow, it looks impressive. I yep. felt one thing that was really cool was the the transitions, like the seamless transition between gameplay and cinematic. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. And then they have some little details that are really cool, like when the voice actor is talking, like based on Spider-Man's exertion. It's like they, they redid the lines. Like he's swinging and having a conversation. You can hear the breathing, the talk, you know what I'm saying? Like while he's exerting mm -hmm. himself, as opposed to when he's having the same conversation, if you're stationary, 
his voice mm-hmm. is different. So they got nice little touches. You know, to Anchor's point, I do see what he's saying. Like it's like it's probably one of those games that's not doing anything that's never been done before, but it's also it kind of has a little Zelda in it where it's like it has all these different little systems, but it does them well. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I feel. I don't feel Was like there a Batman game. But it's, it just does a lot of systems well and graphically looks great. What you saying? When was the last Batman bes- before the Arkham's? Like, oh, you know the Batman. Like, like, Batman was there, I'm, I'm, I'm going to set Batman up in the, right now. Was, was there a Batman a in the right 3D now. era? Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. That was horrible. See, that, that's my, the there's not a whole lot of comparisons. Batman didn't have a Spider-Man too. Yes, I remember that, King. Yeah. All right. Now the Batman for the Turbo. Listen, listen. Batman for the Turbo Graphics. Uh. Was about stealth and it was like a, a puzzle uh, isometric game mm-hmm. or it was a top down game. Um, so there goes the self aspect of that, and that's where they basically uh, grounded it in that, and the technology allowed them to do and use the Unreal Engine and the forces and the ways that they did. Now mm-hmm. that's the that's the last piece of energy anchor you're getting. You're done. <laughs> All right. So there's there's no let them in. The door is closed. Yeah. We're going to keep going. We have other topics. We have a yes. guest Look, that that is a fantastic guest with right. a wealth of knowledge, and we're not being dragged down your face. The, the round table is not there today. You do not get over that. <laughs> Look, final uh, point, uh, Lord Luis, on your impressions of Spider-Man. Uh, I'm having a blast playing it. It's just like I said, like it feels like I'm Spider-Man when I'm playing it, and mm-hmm. that's one of the things games need to do is sell you the illusion of the what whatever the fantasy is. Right. And I definitely feel the, the controls felt slightly weird to me at the beginning because I was kind of expecting more of an Assassin's Creed, like just hold it and I'll be able to like swing around and kind of it doing the work for me. Yes. And it's not all the way there. It forces you to try to do it. And so once I'm I'm playing on hard mode, I'm playing it like so that everybody's like attacking you all the time and stuff like that. And I don't know what the like normal mode feels like, but hard mode makes me feel like I'm actually Spider-Man because I'm having mm. to, to like keep an eye out for everything on that like counter meter and mm. the counter timing, uh, looking at my environment to see if I can throw things at them and stuff. So like once I'm done with a fight, like the way I move my fingers with the controller feels like I'm actually like the character. So that, it's selling me the fantasy of being Spider-Man to me. And gotcha. it feels like a super fun, vibrant game. That's ultimately what i think it's like giving me it's 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 pure joy whereas like batman was um you know talking about batman it was more like uh i was more interested in the story and the kind of like the grimness of it and darkness and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like riff with the joker kind of thing going on Mm -hmm. this has like this like just fun tone on it with like some seriousness happening with the story and where the characters are heading and what's actually happening with the plot Mm -hmm. but but at the core of it it's like it's still fun and i think like the art reflects it the way the the traversal the traversal the combat everything is reflecting that core pillar of it's fun to be Spider Man it's not like he's not a serious character he's not right. like he's a young uh, character so it's it's just fun I really enjoyed it I I think they knocked it out of the park absolutely and one last thing I want to say too is I also felt that comp the combat was very fluid it was kind of like rhythm based yeah. to me. Like, I yes. like that aspect. I like when the spidey sense went off, you press the circle, you dodge. It was kind of weird. I ain't gonna lie. It took me a, like an hour to not get used to the. Because mm-hmm. in Batman, and Anchorman says, sort of mm-hmm. comparing them, I'm gonna do whatever I want, first off. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, second off, like in Batman, when when you're about to, like, you know, do that sense, mm-hmm. it pops over their head. 
So like, I'm sitting here mentally looking for over their head, and I'm getting rocked because I'm doing. This. <laughs> I love I love when you unlock the web. Uh, the I forget what it is, the dodge with the web. So yeah. like you dodge just in time, he does this really cool move yeah, and perfect dodge. Webs their right. face or something, and that like feels so good. Yeah, Absolutely. and I think to to Lewis's point, I think that the coolest part about the combat is just that learning to see the tells, like when your spider sense tingles mm -hmm. and you know you're getting attacked from behind by either like a like a like like a rocket launcher or yes. a gun, and then looking at your environment mm -hmm. to see what you can do within the environment to mm -hmm. sort of counter that sort of stuff. That's where the fun is. Like mm -hmm. there's it, a lot of countering. It's not the same way that a Batman game counters, but it's mm -hmm. about moving around the environment and dodging this stuff and then getting back mm -hmm. into combat. It's 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 perfect. So technically, what you're saying is they're doing stuff that hasn't been done in a Spider-Man game before. <laughs> when it comes to combat, yeah, the Spider-Man. Uh, uh, that's that's all. That's all. That's mm -hmm. it. So let's look, let's, look, let's 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 I, keep rocking. You know, <laughs> I, I just want to mention one more thing that you know, and put to rest this whole Anchorman thing. Look, mm -hmm. does this game do anything different than you know Spider-Man Two? Mm -hmm. In a way, no, it doesn't. But mm -hmm. I feel like them. First off, Sony taking over the range. The only thing I can say that it does the same thing as uh, Spider-Man Two is swing on webs, and then mm -hmm. even then, the swinging on webs is different. But you know, when it comes to you know that perspective, yes. Uh, first off, how else do you make a, a Spider-Man game anyway Thank than you. swinging like that? Mm -hmm. uh, second Thank off, this game was clearly you know made by inspired by Sony because it's it's really cinematic. I could tell mm -hmm. that in the first you know forty fifty minutes mm -hmm. and. Just the way that they did that, you know, how my uh, how Sony, it's not even a bad thing, likes to take your uh, mm -hmm. the controller away from you momentarily a lot throughout their games. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it benefits Spider Man more than it's benefited any of Sony's games because it makes you feel like you're watching a movie and you're Spider Man at the same at the time. time. Yeah, it, it just like I said, like, I think Lord Louis knocked it out the park. Also, just that sense of, yeah. of fun and being, being Spidey and being you know, Spidey. Exactly. So let's move on. If everyone's got this Spidey, yes. Now we got to talk about the main event. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to clock out right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is what song clocks out. Destiny two four. Forsaken is out in these streets, and uh, obviously it launched this Tuesday, and it's pretty much the reviews have been fairly positive, I would say, Lord King. And um, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, picking up Destiny again and playing Forsaken, having a great time with the the campaign. So now, when it's out in the streets, it's been a couple days now. The question to the round table: Is it safe to say Destiny Two is back? So yes. I want to get Lord Louis. Yeah. Resident Destiny fan here. You've got the outstanding <laughs> warlock shirt on, sizzling. <laughs> what do you um, think after play? Yeah, no, I, I I think it's back. I think uh, I think it's uh, recouped uh, all the little like the hiccups that it had. Um, mm -hmm. I've been playing it a lot since launch, mm -hmm. and I didn't play the last DLC as much. I wore mind mm -hmm. um, because I knew they were going to fix a lot of these things. I was also busy at the time and stuff like that. So a lot of factors. And the the breadth of content that is in there, um, it's just like it's it's great Staggering. to see that it's great to see that I can actually like go about the, uh, achieving things in different ways, um, mm -hmm. like all kinds of different activities. Mm -hmm. So just it's actually kind of like too much. Um, it's like overwhelming sometimes with all the things you could do, right? Yeah, like I don't think I've completed any of my weeklies yet, even though I've been you know playing quite a bit. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> 
to, you have to, they, they definitely require you to do a lot more, but you can choose the, the activities that you're going to engage with. So I'm really happy with it. I think the story was, was great. There's a couple of things that bugged me about the story because like, I feel that they assume, you know, a lot of this like deeper lore that's not necessarily explained right, um, right. into the, the grimoire and a lot of this stuff. So but that's an issue that's, I think, always bugged me a little bit about, about the story side of, uh, of Destiny. But I'm enjoying it a lot. I jump in with my clanmates and we're, you know, just going at it. Nice. So I think it back, I definitely see it as me logging in weekly to do stuff in it instead of waiting for, you know, months before I jump mm-hmm. back in. No doubt. Yo, Gagan Man Hayden, he said the death of Kate equals death of budget. They had to kill off Kate because they couldn't afford to make this film. Yo, listen, listen, let's stop, let's stop, let's, let's stop giving them energy. Um, <laughs> um, when it, good, 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 Attic. When it comes oh, to- I'm, I'm going to let Attic go ahead first because mm-hmm. uh, he's, he, he's actually, like I said, he got the badge of the week. So, hold oh, no. I, I do, I do want to point out that um, I don't think, I, I want to comment on that statement real quick. I don't think they, uh, first off, Activision can afford that dude. It don't matter what he asks. And uh, so I think it was more about time conflict that they needed to get rid of Cade. Right. Uh, first off, they could have if easily kept Cade on. I didn't yeah. even notice that. Cognito had to tell me another dude was voicing him in this expansion. Mm, shoot, salute um, to Nolan North. Exactly. Yeah, second he's, off, the, he's the amazing person. Yeah, second off, Nolan is amazing. The Absolutely. fact that they killed him says a lot. Right. Uh, that means that they're okay with doing more of a dark tone storyline because when people start killing people, mm-hmm. that's when you know that anything is up for debate. I want to point out no. that they killed the most charismatic dude they had. Yes. So that said, that, that was literally, I, I want to <laughs> say that that Cade was kind of holding the story back. In a way, you can, you can say that he was the comic relief that they always fell back on whenever they were kind of like, weaker story situations going on look at it from the standpoint of their how they promoted destiny it was k he was mm-hmm. the first commercial they showed mm-hmm. was k mm-hmm. uh they ever since the taken king he's always had more screen time than anyone else but I, I I got something I, I I think is that's I got a conspiracy theory that mm-hmm. goes into that. But I want you to finish your thought. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that they're willing to kill the dude that they always went to to sell everything shows that they're serious. Uh, that they're like, yo, we got other people. I know we haven't showed them really good to you at all, like mm-hmm. at all at all. But we do have other good people in this world. Uh, so what we're going to do, because everyone only knows Cade now because of what he's done uh, over the past couple of years, we're just going to kill him. That way you can't just show, look at Cade all the time. <laughs> we got our Cora that clearly has emotions now. I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zavala's turned into a complete pansy. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Put Zavala in the bushes. Yeah. Zavala's in the bushes. Zavala needs to be 300 kicked off the tower. That's what that needs to happen. They killed, they killed the, the speaker. In the yes, right one, yes, speaker. And, no, see, but like I, and, I and get I, that. Like the speaker killing this. Like, it, it was nothing. It was like it wasn't like it wasn't impactful, but it didn't make me care. And this one, when I like when it happens to Cade, like mm. the the nerd in me, I was like, yes, let's get our gun, let's go revenge him. Like I was right, right so, absolutely. Yeah. You had that incentive to yeah, really. And they, and they get... made me like I, I Cora. I didn't really care for her before. Like I, you know, because I made a hunter on top of it, so I'm a little bit biased, but. Like I, it made me care about Ikora now, and Savala. I'm like, why is he like? It, it's actually making me not hate him, but I'm like, dude, like question, uh, question exactly. is loyalty. How you, how you not gonna ride for your vanguard? Like, yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and so you know, just made me want to say yes. Let's let's 
let's do it. Let's go avenge him. That's mm-hmm. where I think that you know they're gonna go. I think that uh, in the story they want you to think that Savala ha- is incapable of doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think they want you to think he's incompetent because I do feel like they're gonna bring a, a character mm-hmm. uh, that you know. I personally think that they're going. They're setting up for Osiris to take over the tower. Hey, I'm about that. <laughs> uh, because they, for right. some reason they're wanting no. everyone to think that. Uh, Savala is incompetent because they want some kind. I mean, even even our chorus said we don't see eye to eye on anything anymore. Uh, so I, right. I I think that they're yeah, eventually going to have some in. kind of you know civil war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now um, getting to my conspiracy theory, they prop Kate up knowing. Let that me get my ten four hat. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah get, they they propped him up. They made you love him. They made you fall in love with his comic relief. They made you fall in love with his egocentric, uh, his, his quips. They made you fall in love with this character because he was central to it. Like he was in the marketing. He was here. He was pushed there. He was pushed there. And Especially they knew once those numbers the, started dipping that they were going to blow his brains out. Mm-hmm. All right. So the numbers dipped. Mm-hmm. All right. People were away from destiny. People were complaining. And they took the casuals and they threw the casuals in the bushes. The <laughs> casuals are gone. Like, if, if you are a casual, uh, this game will overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. It will crush you. It will test your resolve. Mm-hmm. And you may give up and say, well, I can't make that light level. Because when I go into the nightfall and I see question marks, you can either say I'm not going back in there because they're question marks, or I'm going to level up to so go in there and kick their behinds because I have to get this powerful gear. Mm-hmm. So when they stop catering to the casuals and they kill Kate, they let you know that they was completely 100% serious. Now, there's, there's parts that you see when you look at your map mm-hmm. that you're like, the art design is insane. Yeah. You go from section to section, and I know as an artist, Luis, you can appreciate going into the Dreaming City, looking at a rock formation oh. that is that that's that's red or, or magma color, and in the same rock formation, there's a crystalis that mm-hmm. is blue, that is see-through, that is completely different, mm-hmm. and then you have the smoke on the floor. It's a different direction. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's the tone in the music is different. It's mm-hmm. ominous. It's, 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 it's taunting mm-hmm. and it's giving you that feeling when you're doing these little missions and you're going here and you're going there. It's so much stuff to do that everybody on my friends list and we have in our clans list four pages up per day, literally mm-hmm. of people doing stuff wanting to be in the A team, wanting to be in the B team, trying to get ready for this raid. And they jump in there, ask your question, what can I do for this? And I tell them, yo, shout out to Kakis. Go look at Kakis' video real quick. Or shout out to Houndish. Go check out Houndish' video real quick. And and make sure that you understand where we are and what we have to do. And also shout out to Bife. Go check out Bife stuff to make mm-hmm. sure that you see exactly what you're supposed to do. Listen to the flashpoints when the flashpoints come up so you know where we're at. And if you have, you see any lords, ask them. This has been the most clan-intensive uh, DLC. Mm-hmm. And it transformed everything that now you have to do stuff two. with class. Yeah. You, you understand? Absolutely. So, what, yeah, yeah, could you? 
when when I see <laughs> sovereign on, I know it's serious. Fact. Like I know it's serious. Like mm-hmm. he jumps in and he's like, "Yo, I'm here for the day." What? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's it. The tone has changed. So mm-hmm. just like what we said, is it is it is it taking King? Is it back? Yes, it's back. Mm-hmm. You, the numbers will reflect it. I know when the MPDs come out, the numbers will reflect that it's coming back. That's the only reason why I was afraid for Spider Man. Right after this DLC, mm-hmm. because like Lord Attic said, he has Spider Man there. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. I could go do it, but I have to do this. You know, the thing about it is that when you like with Destiny, it's so it's so group intensive that Spider Man is something you you can get to on your own and you play at your leisure and you don't have to worry about affecting anybody else. With Destiny, like if y'all all in there and y'all need to get something. That's the ideal time to do it. There's no other way to. There's no way around and, it. So, and you know what I wanted to. What I wanted to really point out that I'm really impressed by is uh, up until now, the raid has kind of felt like just something that's just thrown in mm-hmm. like in this, like the only other time that I could say that, it, that, it, that to my knowledge had any connection to the raid. Cause on Oryx, unless you did the side quest at the end, like you didn't even know why you was fighting Oryx at the end. Like you thought you killed him. He's ascended somehow. Like, yep. but um, they, uh, you know, they did it in wrath of the machine where you can do some stuff and, it would actually tell you why you're going to this. Uh, but in the actual, this one, you actually have lore going up to it. Like, right. you actually, you know, have people telling you why you need to go do this. So it feels like, you know, you have two, you have like three points of it. You have the beginning to where, you know, what's going on, the middle to where, you know, you defeat Odron or whatever his mm-hmm. name is. Uh, and then, you know, then you have the raid that feels like it's actually part of the expansion. Mm-hmm. And not just something that tacked on at the side end. room B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Let, let me jump in. I mean, it, it it is definitely. I mean, shout out to you, Bonds. We we had a big discussion about this on the um on Flashpoint about you know is it safe to say it's back? And you know from the beginning, the way the 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 characters are handled, the way the story is handled, you can tell immediately there's a difference. I mean, even from the cinematics to transition, um, you know, after what happens, obviously with Cade, the result, the effect of it, and then the hunt for the barons. I thought the fights were done exceptionally well. You know what I mean? As far as the DLC overall, it just seems like a love letter to the hardcore, kind of like what King is saying, where it's like everything that we've wanted from D1, not only is it back, it's just not that it's back, it's been improved upon. Right. So it's just so many new things. You got the random roles, you have, you know, the weapon placement, you have the grind being back. And then to what Lord Addict's saying with the dreaming city. Like when you get to that, everything sequentially leads up to something else. So the grind is actually it means something. It's it's rewarding to get farther. And when you see it, I mean that thing looks like it's straight out of like Tolkien. Like this is yeah, let me tell you that they the exotics are real in this. I, so I let, me, new let me ask you a question. Did, yeah. Has anybody done the strike that takes you back to the prison of Elvis? Oh my god, the strike is done so well. Like it's fantastic. They actually make you feel like you're participating in prison. In of the Elders. prison of Elders. Exactly. that is the best strike, right? That I've played so far. He's, say, he's saying the, the the phrases he said in Destiny One: dismantle the mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? Just just the setups leading up to it. So again, it's just like all I'm gonna say is for those who are on the fence, who are still like, look. I'm not there. I don't trust him. Y'all said this, you know, with D2. I would say wait 
for the rape. Let's see how they finish that off. Because right now, everything leading up to that and the launch of this game has been fantastic. I, I'm pretty confident based on what I've seen in the Dreaming City, the blind well, all that stuff. This looks like it's going, it has the feeling like it's going to be an epic raid, right? It has the feeling like this is something special coming. So I would say for those on the fence, you can still wait. It's cool. You know, see what happens that way. The raid on the on, uh, on next on Friday. See how the community absorbs it. See how people feel about it. But if you're if you are or like thinking about it, I'd say do it. I say I, do it. Yeah. Definitely. The thing about this expansion that I think is very feels very different from Taken King Two is that it feels that they've paved the way a little bit of how they're going to be addressing the game in the future. Yes. So it's not like Taken King was the best of what Vanilla had to do and mm -hmm. fixing all the problems. Mm -hmm. It feels like they've changed drastically what those systems do, how they interact with you in order to pay what they're going to be doing next. So I'm actually very mm -hmm. excited for the next year of mm -hmm. Destiny content coming out um, and see how it actually plays through. It just feels so, so good right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, I'm, I'm excited. It doesn't feel like Taken King. It feels different um, mm -hmm. in a really good way. Absolutely. And again, just those core things that we always love, the, you know, the, the shooting mechanics still second to none. The soundtrack, the music is amazing. Still, like I said, some of the most best cooperative things in gaming. The grind is there. The difficulty is there. This game makes it very clear. If you are not ready for something, you have no business being there. <laughs> like the game, like it'll, it'll be like you shoot people, kick, it'll be like immune. <laughs> like you have yeah, no business yeah. in certain zones, you know what I'm saying? But that's what I got to say. It's it took it back to Destiny 1 when you went in the wrong area mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and he was like, immune? What? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta get a friend. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, have you got anything else to say on here? Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, you, I don't, I, I don't mind grind. What I right. mind is repetition. Mm. And like grind doesn't bother me. Like, do right. you see the way I play games? Grind doesn't bother me. It's the right. repetition in doing the same actual activities to grind. It, gotcha. It's gotcha. So I think like what Lewis like, said, like I like the fact that they've taken this. Mm -hmm. they, they've taken this and they've laid the groundwork for what's to come, both in terms of story and in terms of like under the hood mechanics. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the stuff you guys are talking about, like with the with the um conspiracy theories i i would love them to because for me what they did with this is that they they game of thrones you right mm -hmm. they, they they made you love something and they mm -hmm. took it away and they said no we're, <laughs> we're not giving it back to you you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah. and, and that and that works and that works to motivate people right to, to come back to the game and to feel like they're getting revenge for for cade mm -hmm. and i think it would be great if the next step beyond that, like we were talking about, like Zavala's falling off, like people losing confidence in Zavala. What mm -hmm. if there is the next big thing is a civil war amongst the Guardians? That would be amazing mm -hmm. to me. First thing I'm doing mm -hmm. is killing Zavala. <laughs> and then, and then uh, also, like the, the tone of the game once Kate is gone. I mean, that music is very like funerals. I'm, I'm like the fact is there. Like they still have to replace a Hunter Vanguard. Then you right. have a new character yep. with the Drifter. Like they're still now. I, I don't like how they did the drifter. I don't. Uh, no, I, love I don't like how they just throw him in there. No, but let me they didn't explain something. You didn't, do, you didn't do the quest I told you to. You have to get the ace of spades. Well, I, I get that, but <laughs> like I'm talking me, about. That's going to answer your question. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you do the ace of spades quest, it's basically Cade's will. He's going to talk about. You have to find these stashes. You're gonna. He's gonna talk about every single remaining character left in the universe. 
right? But it's done from wow. a joke perspective as if when you find his stash, you know, oh, so if you found this, that means you killed me. So here's a letter to you. <laughs> and it's the greatest, not only is it done with humor, it's the greatest story from Cade, period. And he's going to get to the drifter, spoiler, and you're going to find out. And there's also some foreshadowing there. Trust me when okay, I tell you that. Don't tell me nothing because I'm, I'm really trying to finish that up today. That quest. So do you guys? We can do it. Think, we can do it today, Attic. We'll do it do, together. Do you guys think you need another sort of comedic character to sort of because it, it, no. it seems like the game is going to be like this solemn tone from now I on. Don't, I, 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 I don't. I don't want a replacement for uh, him. I don't want a replacement. I want a, a character that stands alone. Right. I want. I want them to be strong now because right now they look weak mm -hmm. and. Um, the stuff that's happening because mm -hmm. when Cade was going out, when he was going down, when he shot the thing and he Ooh. rode it like a ghost, uh, you know, ha! Like, like you know, what part it, got me the most? What is like that that feeling I had when Cade brought out his ghost and they shot it, and oh, then he was just man. like, I, "I'm coming home, Ace." I'm like, "Damn, I feel that." Yeah, like, yo, you really know, it made my daughter cry. Yeah. It made my daughter cry because the she moment said, he I, said that, he knew he was dead. Yeah. Like she, he knew he was dead. She, she said she lost two of her favorite characters in one year: Spider Man and Infinity War. Oh, <laughs> she literally she balled out of control. Like she she, she couldn't take it. Yeah, I mean, anyway, let's just Tony, give, let's give what credit is due. I mean, they definitely they did, did it. it. He went out. Like a G, like like if if yes. you want to see someone go out in a blaze of glory, like it don't get no better than that. Like they did. He went out his way, his way. That yeah, yeah his absolutely. way. Like absolutely. he he was he was he was tearing them up. And yeah. if you didn't see the story, watch the story. If you didn't play it yet, uh, you know, get to playing it. Um, mm -hmm. it is is it is how you kill off a beloved character mm -hmm. while giving them props at the same time. Exactly. And again, yeah. for those who want clarity after that. Please do the Ace of Spades quest. It is fantastic. No one wanted to fill that one. Yeah. yeah please get that done. Very important. And it, thing, it's to carry on the Sunday to the whole Cade sock and storyline. Mm -hmm. One thing I did want to, like, you know, regardless what they made Zavala into, you know, like, I don't even think necessarily, like, you know, he's a pansy or anything. Like, right. they made him into that character that's like, I've been through so much. I don't want to go through anymore. It's like he's completely withdrawing on everything. He's like, old he, Batman. He, he wants to just sit in his little ivory tower and not, like, you know, engage in anything. He just wants to defend. Well, he is they, a defending Titan. So, you know, <laughs> I, so they, they kind of made him into that, you know, I into that veteran with P uh, PSD. You know, like, I don't want to lose, lose any more friends. 84 yeah. friends. And, and, and then, the thing you know, is, like, he's actually foreshadowing. He, he's, he's doing a lot of foreshadowing as to why he feels that way. Yeah, like, there's yeah. going to be repercussions, so to speak. Yeah, and then, you know, you got Icor that they built onto where, you know, they she's never showed emotion up to this point. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she even said it. She's like, you know, Cade was like the only person left that, you know, I even engage in any kind of talking to. Like, he was the only person I talked to. He's like, me and Zavala don't release the Ida on anything. Mm -hmm. And like, she even like it, me and Laura Cognito, we actually fell safe, actually said stuff. Yeah, on fell safe is really cool. Yeah. When you go see. So her, I, I like how I don't want someone to replace Cade. I want them to build on the existing characters they have now. And mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. 
Absolutely. The, the, the story finally got right, right, guys? I mean, can yeah. we all agree that this, this, the, yes. all, the, all the time they talked about story and it's going to be so much and they lied and they mm. lied and this time they were actually telling the truth. The issues they had with the stories wasn't that they wasn't there. It was they didn't tell it in a good way. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell it in a way that made you care. And like, then, yeah. I think they got a little bit better on um, on the, uh, the vanilla Destiny 2 story, mm-hmm. but I felt like uh, you know, Gold was a such a great character. He went out in such a horrible way. Yeah, uh, he should have been a raid boss. I don't care what anyone says. I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, with Leviathan you. should never have existed. Like mm-hmm. you should have done something with Osiris in that raid. You should have helped mm-hmm. Rasputin do his raid. The Leviathan mm-hmm. should never have existed. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's what I got. If anyone else want to, I got anything else want to forsaken. If Destiny's back, we can move on. So, All right. you know, it is, it is on that one o'clock um, football has yeah. started. And I think um, I will save my topic for right. next week. So. All right. So we'll save persistent online. OK, cool. And then I'll just finish up. This This is super quick. And uh, Grandpa Nintendo back in the news again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it has uh, been found out that uh, multiple Switch games, um, including Pokemon, Splatoon and Dark Souls, will not support cloud saves. Obviously, we know that um, Nintendo's online service is going live soon this month, I believe. And um, this information was found out on the website, and apparently there was some fine print with those games saying that um, they will not support it. So then Nintendo got ahead of the statement. They uh, got ahead of it. They basically put out a statement, and they said that the vast majority of Nintendo Switch games will support save data cloud backup. They said, however, in certain games, this feature would make it possible for players to regain items that they had traded to other players. So to ensure fair play, save data cloud backup will not be enabled for those games. So they basically that's their reason. They're saying for for fair play that, you know, certain games are not going to have it. Whereas you look at the Xbox, you look at the PlayStation, they have no problem doing cloud saves on all the games. Every game. And for every some game. reason, they for can't do reason. it. Well, Pokemon, we, like... <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what Lewis has to say. Yeah, I bet, that's what I'm bringing this to. I'll bring this to, I guess. <laughs> Lord Lewis. Um, <laughs> that that laugh was savage, man. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, uh, you know, impression of this news that has just come out and uh, as reference to Nintendo Switch and the Cloud Slaves and, uh, you know, just technically, you know, what, what, what's your mindset behind this? Like, what did you think when you heard this news? So I, I hadn't heard of it until like yesterday, I think, uh, or something. So I think Nintendo's Nintendo. Um, <laughs> and they're, how, how long they do things their way. That that's not well, acceptable. I think they do things their way and, you know, uh, a lot of us expecting them to do things differently is just like not a thing anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sure they have their reasons for it. I don't know. I don't know what the restrictions are. <laughs> when I play on Nintendo now, I know that there are just like restrictions and things in place that I might have <laughs> in other consoles that are okay. But I don't. I don't know how this like affects or anything like that. It's. It's. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> So my thing is like from a technical perspective, like we were talking about earlier, how sometimes gamers have gamers have are they're just unreasonable with the request. No, no, I have a question. Where's the damage control? 
Why is it always damage control? Like, what i want to know is like we were saying before how sometimes <laughs> gamers they have expectations that are unfair and you as a developer so look looking at their reasoning for it does it uh -huh. make any sense to you I no. I honestly don't even know how that kind of technology works. Like I don't know okay. what that stuff. So I, 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 I'm not defending this. I'm not defending this at all. No, you know what's funny is you prefaced it so good that you're like, uh, Lewis. Um, is any? He said, man. He said that's Manny being Manny over there. You know who I would love to have on the show right now? Mm -hmm. Lord Spodway. <laughs> Remember when he was on the show? Like he made everything negative sound so positive. I don't know how. Because he was one of the first that I seen to actually break it and kind of expose Nintendo as far as to why is this happening? Because it doesn't make sense that like a certain amount of titles, including their own. Pokemon's a big deal. Like you know, Splatoon's a big deal. Like. They, they don't have cloud saves. And this is a feature that we're going to be paying for. You know, and Just here's the other acknowledge thing. acknowledge that no, you're playing it, with the one-armed man. Right. Just acknowledge <laughs> that you're playing with the one-armed man. But here's, here's man. the question, you know, also back to Lord Luis again, is like, besides the fact that it doesn't have that, they don't even have a local, say, you know what I'm saying, backup option. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again... If, they, if, it, if we're supposed to be paying for this service that's supposed to protect us from data, but if the local option doesn't exist for these games, then what? Like, you know, do you not do you not see this as something that's problematic? So you can't. Uh, I, th that's what I was saying before. Like, I, I just heard about this. I'm not sure what the extent of it is. I don't right. know. Like, you could you can't save locally. Is that what you're saying? Well, the thing well, is, you, you can't back you can't up back locally. You can't back up locally. That's the thing. So if like put it if your if your switch is stolen. You know, if your data is corrupted on a local level, there's nothing you can do. Like prior to the cloud savings, you're talking about like put on a USB or something like that. Right. There's no option to back up to another drive or another disk or something like that. That That's pretty much what it is right now. So people were very hopeful for the cloud service. So they're like, OK, now we have an online backup. We could be good. But now that is non existent for these games. Again, they said, hold up. Yeah, <laughs> Pokemon Let's That's Go when game. You thought it was safe outside. I, I just got a question. <laughs> Mastered Dead Cells is also on this list. FIFA yeah. 19, NBA 2K19. Now, NBA 2K19, I'll give a pass because I play that on Switch and now it's all backed up on 2K servers. Right? So, I, I to, so that's that's the thing that the developer got to do it. Nintendo can't. <laughs> but the, but the, the reason the they're saying is that they're saying because, you know, we, we want to promote ensure fair play. So in, in, in essence, they're disabling the feature. So so hold on. Let me get this straight. Like, yes. They have they're going to above and beyond for like that. But you can get programs easily. On Pokemon and clone stuff on Pokemon for the for the 3ds. Like I get that logic, and you know they can't they can't stop all that. Right. But I feel like if they didn't take the precautions to stop all of that, right? Why are they taking precautions? Maybe it's because it's the console thing, but you know they're clearly supporting the DS in right. general. So I don't know if it's that either. Well, shout out to Lord Taz. He put out an article that apparently they're supposed to be a five dollar subscription service that does save that that they are soon to be offering for the Pokemon series. For the Let's Go series, yeah. <laughs> because you know, 
because you know with Pokemon, you know they want you to do everything through the Pokemon Bank, right? On that, on their end. Diamond. Yeah, oh, they, come on, man. Oh, you knew that was. Coming. Oh but my! I no, I did not. I did not. I did not see Nintendo <laughs> Scrooge McDuck in your wallet. I did not see this. Is always, okay, this is the thing that we don't always acknowledge. Nintendo has <laughs> never, ever, ever been mm-hmm. consumer friendly ever. Right. Stop it! He Lord Lord Defense. That's Lord Defense right there, boy. He said anything Lord Carnage has to demand that be put on his. Why is it? Yo, you guys are hilarious. If I come out in defense of them, it's wrong. If I diss them, I'm still defending them. No, Lord Rebuttal. Lord Rebuttal. Your disses is like, yeah, he's a killer, but. He has great qualities. <laughs> <laughs> they say you're doing I just want to know so. when it's okay to, to officially throw the switch in the bushes. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Continue, Sal. We'll finish up. That's it. This is what it is. Like, like I said. <laughs> What do you expect for twenty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to put a price on the level of service. Yeah, well, we, this, I did this, that this, before. This, I told this. you guys, I you get what you pay for, and in, in this instance, you are paying twenty dollars for one year. You're mm. not getting much. Forget about. It. Don't don't expect it. <laughs> but Saul, do you not? Are you not confused by those games being excluded for for because of I, fair play? I treat no. That's a stupid. That's a lie. That's okay. a straight up lie. That's a stupid. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's all it is. But so now I, just, do I, you... I play the switch like that stuff's not even there. Like I don't even. It's I can't save. <laughs> I can't save. Like it's just not fair. <laughs> Wait, because now every announcement is tempered with trepidation. You're like, oh yeah, they're releasing a game, but does the game come without sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, just like, anybody yo, got anything else the sound is in the cloud. We definitely running over. But oh, like I said, to, to Lord Louise, I know you, everyone's confused. We'll see what happens if they get in front of it. You know, because uh, it's it's a little, it's definitely strange in reference to this cloud service, and we'll see. Hopefully, if they, they even make another announcement. But that's what I got on that. Anybody else? We can close this thing out. All right. So with the initial last poll of the week, with the initial momentum of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4 launch, do you anticipate Spider-Man surpassing God of War in first month sales numbers? The choices are A, yes, Marvel and Spider-Man. I have a feeling this uh, extra one is going to have something to do with this bet. <laughs> a, yes, Marvel and Spidey momentum is too huge to stop. B, no. God of War is a once-in-a-generation masterpiece. Or C, I don't care. All my money is going to NBA 2K VC. That <laughs> is the Those are the choices. Okay. People. <laughs> it comes up on Twitter. Lord Luis, an absolute pleasure to have you in the realm of the Lords. Where can the five people find you? And what other secret projects you got going on on Undead? <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, wait, I didn't hear him. Uh, <laughs> I was joking. I said, what other secret projects you got going on at Lord at an undead land? <laughs> <laughs> but absolute pleasure to have you, man. Where can the fine people find you? Thank you for being here. Oh, they can follow me on Twitter. I think it's Luis underscore one and uh, Instagram 
Jaluis. Um, so they can just follow me there. Nice. Absolutely, man. Absolute pleasure, man. The, the stories, the knowledge you were dropping. You took us back, man. Mexico, Cancun, all those gaming stories. Same things we were doing here in the States, in the Bronx. So you are definitely a, a lord that we respect that has been through the culture, man. And to see your journey, has been it's truly inspiring to see where you've come from, man. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Lord Attic, what you got going on, man? What's going on, you guys? Uh, appreciate everyone for coming out. I uh, definitely appreciate, uh, you know, Lord Luis for coming on. I always like to have, uh, you know, devs on the the show. Give your perspective, uh, especially, you know, we could sit here and talk all day long. We could say what kind of uh, information we need to apply. And I'm sure a lot of these devs uh, that watch these shows are like, dude, they have no idea that none of that is possible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, definitely appreciate you for coming on. Uh, you can definitely follow me on Twitter, uh, LordAddictILP. Uh, definitely would appreciate a follow. I'm coming close to a thousand uh, followers. Also, you know, yes. uh, I definitely have the Destiny 2 review up on Forsaken. Yes, you can out. definitely go that. I, I will be streaming the raid on the ILP channel on Twitch. Nice. I'm going to do it on my channel, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, do it there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in relative native, uh, you can find me at your front door here in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, I be going in. Uh, Lord Luis for coming in again. Absolutely. Absolute pleasure. Lord, solve the Nintendo Defense Force. <laughs> it's in the building. I can't. Loki, I really game. expect that to be in his intro next week. <laughs> Where can the Bob provide you what you got going on? First of all, a big shout out. Thank you to Lord Luis for coming through. I apologize for subjecting you to our foolishness today. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see what we do week in and week out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys can definitely catch me on PS4, uh, taking selfies of Spider-Man and putting them yes. up on Twitter. <laughs> um, I can't hide that? in bushes. I'm too tall for that. Though, uh, <laughs> you can catch the, the, what's me. that PSN tag? Since you all BX Sovereign, one word. BX Sovereign, one word. No doubt. Um, you can catch me playing Tomb Raider come Tuesday. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, really excited about that. Um, and also, big shout out to the Sega Dreamcast. 19th birthday today. Yes, one of the best the the and underrated systems of all time. One of the greatest systems of all time. Yes. It, it, it stayed around too little. It was little. so underrated it went under. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything dies at it. 19 years, baby. 19 years since the launch of that. Facts. Little Lord Peter Moore putting that tweet out was fantastic. No doubt. Lord King, where can the fine people find you? What you got going on? I know combat <laughs> talk is part of it. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, first, I, I would like to uh, say thank you to Lord Luis for coming through. Uh, when we met you at PAX, we knew that you were genuine. The whole team was genuine. And uh, to have you on the show is fantastic. As soon as I had got back to New York, I pre-ordered the, the big game. Even though I knew it was coming out of Game Pass, y- you, your guys' passion was uh, so immense. And it left an impression on me that I had to support 100%. Absolutely. You know? So, um, and then you on the show and hearing the story and it, oh man, it's just like, like I said, it gave me goosebumps because we lived that too. So, uh, we know that you share the same love of this, uh, this, this thing, this gaming thing, this pure, uh, gaming that, uh, we have. So we do appreciate you being here today and it's definitely an honor for you to be here. Um, 
All right, combat talk. Uh, anytime you see me like tweet out combat talk, uh, that's like the abbreviated. I try to put it out in parts, but to get the full combat talk, uh, subscribe to Iron Lords podcast on YouTube, yes. and it's up there. Um, mm-hmm. and like uh, part two, uh, the results will be up today. It's going on right after this. I usually do it in the morning, but uh, we had the show, so it's going up right now. Um, next week we have Triple G versus Canelo Woo. two. Uh, Saturday, the uh, part one will go up and the results will uh, go up uh, part two on YouTube. All right. Uh, I put it out on Instagram. I put it out on the Facebook uh, community page and I also put it out on Twitter uh, as much as I can. You can interact with uh, uh, us there. Uh, You can get at me. Also, please make sure that you uh, follow the Instagram. Go there, you know, um, join and see exactly what we're doing there's a lot of background stuff a uh, lord uh sovereign will be posting a lot of his pictures of spider-man uh <laughs> in the instagram because he nice. has access as well mm-hmm. uh to the instagram you know a, a bold well, let's just me. yeah the as, 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 <laughs> you know, let's get it up guys but i shout out lord to the Attic clan instagram lord addict will be back next week <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the clan you guys rock. I, I'm, I'm loving seeing four pages full of people, people jumping in. Uh, that's what it's about. It's about interacting, meeting new people. Stop clicking up with the same people and doing the same things. Meet new people, learn new strategies, and we are all here. We're all community, and that's, that's why we're clans. Preach, absolutely. One of the best clans, Destiny clans in gaming. Salute. ILP clan. Absolutely. Again, like I said, one more time, you know, salute to Lord Louise coming through, you know, dropping knowledge, telling us about level design, educating us, you know, on his journey. And it was just really good to see and an absolute pleasure. And again, salute to Undo Labs. Really like all the guys out there, Richard Fogey, Brant, Fitzgerald, Jeff Strain, all the guys, man, that we got a chance to come in contact with. Really, really good close-knit group of team. And um, we're just so excited to see what you guys got going for the future. As far as us, obviously, subscribe. Hit that like button. Subscribe to all the you, YouTube channel and then the Ida Circle Network Media Multiverse with Anchorman's crazy self <laughs> will be on Monday. <laughs> Make sure you tune in to him. And um, obviously, take podcasts into it, uh, XP and all the other channels out there. Also... Um, stream team, we had uh, some giveaways going on. Shout out to Los Naldo, Super G, Late L Boogie. I'm trying to get a fix, finish up with uh, Lord Nintendo. He should be coming soon, and Super G should be coming back. Lord Kaibatsu will have the audio and the timestamps, all that good stuff up later on as well. Also, Flashpoint 31 with my man Ebontis up the complete Ooh. reaction, the breakdown. For sake, if you want to dive deeper into that destiny life, we got that. And Combat Talk, like you said, King will have part two up there, man. We really appreciate the support, the Patreon, all that stuff. And thank you for rocking with us at our new time. If anyone got anything else, we got some football to watch, y'all. I, I, I definitely got something else real quick. Next week on IOP, I'll be announcing the game that Lord King David will be purchasing me. <laughs> With the bet. <laughs> King Next, week on, IOP. Next week on IOP, you're going to get a chance to see Lord Attic take a knee while I take that <laughs> selfie, and I'm going to have the best life that you can see I lead. That's it. And, and we out. Note, everybody enjoy your Sunday. Get to these games. Hope your fantasy lineups are true. I don't have no peace.